Our group, traveling into the unknown yet again, made their way to Silvery Moon on a time-sensitive mission to locate and retrieve the last remaining orb of the Realm Breaker. Vera knew that if anyone could help point them in the right direction, it would be Lady Emeratus, one of his oldest and closest allies on the surface. Upon meeting the powerful elf, they learned that a massive source of energy, magical energy, was flaring from beyond the spine of the world, a mountain chain that separated the continent by towering icy mountains and innumerable threats. She believed that the pulses of the magic belonged to that orb. The area they would be headed to was a frozen tundra beyond the mountains. With the lady's help, she gifted them a compass that would point them in the direction of a discreet cave that would bypass the treacherous climbing that would have hindered their progress to the frigid north. After gathering supplies and clothing that would help them survive the low temperatures, they arrived at the Swimming Beholder, a barracks for some of the mages helping them maintain the shield protecting Silvery Moon from the drow army outside. Inside, they had a short reunion with Harkle Harple, a young prodigy of a wizard that had helped adventured that had adventured with Nix and Thrym in the past. He brought them to the edge of the city as the party acquired beasts of burden for their trip. Harkle opened the shield with the help of other mages, and they said their goodbyes. Traveling to the northeast was easy enough. A few events kept things a bit interesting, however. Lacutus visited Nyx on a quiet night of camping and expressed regret. In front of everyone in the party, issuing an apology to Nyx for showing him an alternate reality where he was the only one to survive in Mirabar. He explained that those like him, he called the Consortium, were not happy at his intervention and severed his ability to know what would happen in the future as a result. Lakitus notes, however, that the path the party is on was unique. It hadn't been experienced before in the other realities. This led him to being curious and to grow attached in his own twisted way. Lakitus expressed his, his wish that this chain of events turned out well for the group, and that if he can find a way to help, he will surely attempt to aid the party. The next event of note was a mystical circle of skulls located in a dense forest closer to the mountains. He ventured in and was held captive by a strange crone who wished him to focus his energy into the circle from the inside, all while his allies watched helplessly from the outside of an impenetrable barrier. He finally agreed after having suspicion, and the crone's promise was kept. Some of his power increased, while another type was reduced in the process. The party moved on to find their cave, covered in beautiful shards of quartz crystal. They cautiously traveled through, this cave fortuitously not having anything that had wanted to eat them sheltering inside. A few hours later, a cool breeze met them, and they ventured out of the cave into a depression with blistering winds, icy cliffs, and humongous chunks of, chunks of ice jutting up from the ground. Before they could figure out what to do next, a shape slammed down behind them, blocking them from retreating to the cave. An enormous white dragon roared and stretched its icy wings, shooting icicles everywhere. Its meal had arrived. And with that, my boys, we can very swiftly uh, go into initiative order. I'll uh, gather your stuff in a minute as soon as I swap out the music. We're all gonna die. Oh, man. Did we roll initiative at the end of last session? No, we did no, not. No, we did not. What? Uh, uh, uh. 
I have my first die of the night going into dice jail. Oh boy. I don't. Uh, I use a dice roller, but I feel like that needs to go in dice jail too. Alright, let's go right down the list I have right here, and then I'll readjust it. Nix, what did you roll? 22. Thrim? 7. Cax? N. And Key? 8. Ooh, baby. I rolled a natural 1. How did you guys lose to me? <laughs> Your modifier's insane. I know, but come on. My modifier is a plus two. All right, I just want to look something up. I completely forgot. I have a plus zero, so. Dude, even when I'm not paying attention, Cax is still faster to respond than Thrim. Cax is dusting off his shoes from the snow, and he's like, I wonder where this came from. I mean, to, to be fair, Thrim is fucking terrified right now. Because <laughs> he's had to fight one of these things before and watch it take out an army. Alright, um, so if you all would recall, and uh, Thrim, correct me if I'm wrong, you are not on yours, right? Or did you get back on? Because I know at some point. Or did you just duck down in the cave? I ducked down in the cave. Okay, so you all are on your horses. So if you, uh, at the top of your uh, turn, at least for the first, depending on whatever you guys decide to do with those horses afterwards, at the top of each one of your turns, I would like you to roll an animal handling check. As, uh, assuredly, your horses are, uh, uh, defecating and urinating all over this icy ground below you. And so oh. we know before we get started, what are the rules on mounting and dismounting? Horses um, take action, bonus action. That is a good question I wasn't prepared to do. You really thought we were going to sit on our horses this whole fucking time? I mean, maybe. I don't know. Kax cool. is the only one with mounted combat experience. Right? Yeah, the rift is the mount. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have mounted combat experience? Yeah, sitting on Thrym's shoulder. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, you've rode Thrym into battle a couple times. Yeah, you've I've also through. been thrown into battle a couple of times you once have. by key. <laughs> All <laughs> right, so not um, yeah, the projectile. Uh, according to this, once during your move, you can move. You can mount a creature that's within five feet of you or dismount. Doing so costs an amount of movement equal to half your speed. Okay. Um. So it costs it, movement. It does. If an effect moves your mount against its will while you're on it, you must succeed on a DC 10 dexterity saving throw or fall off the mount, landing prone in a space within five feet of it. So, uh, use that. Actually, I'll just go ahead and plug what I found in the general chat for you gentlemen to reference. Because, depending on what you all want to do with your, your houses, because I know, yeah, like, no one has any feats in order to use it to your advantage necessarily and if anything I feel like the horses are going to be a little bit of a detriment to you if you stay on them but that's just my take but uh yeah with that um whenever you are ready Nyx uh you are first my friend 
Dokily dokily. <laughs> Alright, so first things first, I'm going to dismount. <laughs> so that's 15 feet of movement to dismount. Um, I would like to use my bonus action to slap the horse's ass to get it to run away. Sure. I don't care what direction, but hopefully away from the dragon. Okay, I will roll a uh, d6 to decide what direction. Are the horses still tied together? Shit. It's to, I haven't figured out what direction it's going in, so it's early enough for you to uh, wreck on that if you want to. All right, no, I'm dismounting my horse. Fine. <laughs> I'm dismounting my horse. <laughs> That's right, because they are still tied together, and mine was tied somewhere in the middle, so that's going to fuck everyone up. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the horses just knock everybody over, and the dragon's just like, yum. Alright, so I dismount my horse. Um, I'm going to cast Bane on the dragon. Sure. Uh, which is a charisma saving throw. Ooh, baby. Alright. And it rolled a natural three, which brings it to four total. The fuck? Okay, sure, why not? It fails. Hey! It is now, it is now baned. Sure. Let's take a negative, D, a negative D4 on all of its saves. And Man, attack dragon throws. has no swag. He got zero swag. Yeah, weird. Well, dragon. One, one of the things you all notice with, with this kind, you, you see Nyx interacting, and you saw how it kind of came down, is, is that... Um, compared compared to other dragons you have uh, you have met, um, dragon. There was almost dragon. There we go. Uh, compared to um, your boy in long saddle, there doesn't seem to be a lot of like I don't want to say like intellect in its eyes. Like this it didn't feral. start taunting. It's it, it. This looks very feral compared to, uh, your dragon boy in long saddle. Okay. Um. That being said, I am going to move 15 feet and get behind this ice pillar. And end. Sure, sure. Cax. I'm gonna do. Why am I so slow? Why are you? Slow? Um. Fuck. Okay. Um, I am going to drop off the mount and move to here, 15 feet closer to that ice pillar, <clears throat> and I'm going to take two shots at the dragon. At the dragon. Um, that'll be a, a dirty 20. And a dirty 27. A dirty 20 and dirty 27, both of those hit. Okay. Um, and that'll be 23 points of piercing. Cool. And as a bonus action, or does, does dismounting cost a bonus action and half your movement? I believe the dismounting is part of your move action if i read that correctly okay. um based on my position with the ice pillar and the dragon do i think that i could take cover and hide where i'm at um or do i think that he's got a straight line of sight on me there he he's at that angle he still does have a straight line of sight okay. unfortunately no worries um that will end my turn then okay 
uh, Key, who was not last in initiative. Um, yeah, from what's, is... your, what's your dex modifier? It's pretty zero, decent, right? Uh, I'm sorry, Thrym. Uh, two. Two. Okay. I'm just going to move the dragon to six. Okay. okay. Sorry, Key. Um, I will use half my movement to dismount. Uh, I'll use uh, my bonus action for Vow of Enmity on the dragon. Okay. I'll use my other 15 feet to charge at it. He's just getting right up on in there. Someone's got to swing at it. What the dragon doing? Hey, what the dog doing? Dragon doing? Uh, that'll be a 23 to hit. Sure, that'll hit. Alright. Ooh, double ones. Nice. So that's oh. going to be eight slashing, and I'll add a um, searing smite. Sure. Which which will be um, make a constitution saving throw. With a negative d4, Bucker. Uh, you're rolling that d4, Rabin? No, it's your responsibility. It is you're mine. All right. You're the one afflicted by it. Uh, he rolled a, a natural 20, and he rolled a 1 on the Bane. Well, oh, first, so first, first of all, fuck you. Um, second of all, um, I will just roll. Wow! Cool, another 1 fire damage. Cool. Oh! Not Nothing like rolling 3 1s. That's my favorite. But I still have another attack. For 22. Yes, sir, that'll hit. Uh, for 12 more slashing damage. Okay. And roll that constitution saving throw again. Sure. There's the Bane. That one was an 18 uh, minus 3. Ah. Then it failed. It does fail. Okay. So that is 3 fire damage, and you are now on fire. Okay. Well, that ain't good. Mm. All right, so at the start of the turn... You have to make another constitution saving throw. Okay, cool. Or you could use your action to you know, stomp out the flame yourself. Okay. A dragon stomping out flame. That's got to be a funny sight. All right. And that's your go. Yep, that's that's a, that's all I got. Cool. Thram! Alrighty, I will get off the horse, and I already measured that, so I'm in range. I'm going to activate Thunder's Lightning, Okay. and I'm going to throw it at him twice. Ooh, babe. And 23, and a 19. Yep, both those hit. Alright. So that'll be 14 bludgeoning damage and 2 lightning damage. Okay. And then, ooh, an 8. Uh, 17 bludgeoning and another 3 lightning. Cool. And then, can I slap one of the horses or 
would that take like a bonus action to do that? Ah, uh, no, I'd say you can go ahead and do that. Probably like as you like jump down, you just kind of gave it a slap on the booty. Yeah, I'm trying to make them run like behind us. Sure. Okay. So they don't run anybody over. All right, and you were the lead one, so pretty much yeah, wherever uh, wherever you slap that one, so I'd say you would be able to control where it went. So then, uh. I'm just going to move you over for one momento so I can drag these puppies and then they... Da, 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 da. Yeah, that's about good. I think I had you right there. Yeah. Right? That's where you were before, right? Uh, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Looks right. I should have put a marker down before <laughs> I did that. Yep, looks right to me. Okay, cool. All right, yeah, so now the horses are uh, All right. running for their fucking lives. I'll move 20 feet to there. Wait, it took uh, half my movement to get down? Ah, uh, yes. 15 feet to there. Okay. And All that'll right. be my turn. Cool, man. All right. As as if uh, fighting a dragon could probably start any other way. Um, it, sees, it, it sees one person kind of disappear from sight, but three of you are still well within its sight. So you just see it, like, puff up and release this massive cold breath upon you. And I have a little triangle. Just That's for not purpose. little. That That's is a stretch not. calling that little. <laughs> a, a little, a little fire blast, a cold blast. Just, just, just a little 60-foot triangle. Just a 60-foot triangle. <laughs> um, so... Align that correctly for any and all purposes involved. I think, yeah, that's where he is. I just want to make sure I hit the cubes right just in case it'll matter later on. So, key thrim and, um, it is, yeah, you're, Cax. you're, Cax! Uh, you are, yeah, you're still within line of sight of that, so I, yeah, I don't think it's, it's gonna take a, a constitution saving throw from all three of you. So unfortunately, that won't aid you uh, having partial cover there, Cax. Second die goes into jail. Out of seven. Twenty-two. Okay. okay. Yeah, I was I was trying to do the math. I was like, is the rim within my aura of protection? He is not. Oh, because he is. I, I was trying to get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus charisma mod, which is now five. So dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Yeah. All right. Boosting my charisma mod boosts my aura of protection, so now people get a plus five by standing near me. Hey. Um. All right. So the damage on that, I rolled a couple ones. So thank God for that. Um. Thrim, uh, you take uh, thirty points of cold damage. While Cax and Key take uh, fifteen, I saved. Yeah, I was gonna say oh, I, rolled, I rolled a twenty-two. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cax, right? Yeah, I failed. Okay, sure. my bad. So yeah, so you take the thirty. Thurman Key take fifteen. My I apologies. That, I thought that was just like a ridiculously high save. Like a twenty didn't save. I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Oh my God, you guys are totally fucked. <laughs> Well, no, this isn't a legendary white dragon, so we're saving that for the end of the, end of the campaign. All right. 
get rid of all my fucking D8s I got to throw on that one. Um, and then... Watch, watching to see where, where the other person went, you, you notice uh, Key. It, it kind of like, after it breathes upon you, it kind of almost forgets about you. And cranes its head over to where it saw someone else go. Um, and with its movement, which is... Um, I'm going to move my triangle over here, get it out of the way. Um, it just... All of a sudden, Nick's from the other side of this pillar. You see this long, like, snake-like head just kind of, like, stare you down. And key, that allows you to get a, an attack of opportunity. All right. I will also use my feet to follow it. Because I have the... Uh, where is it? Haven't had to use it in a billion years. Um... Uh, yeah, I can move half my movement speed on any op attack of opportunity. Yep. Yep. So, and I still have Vow of Enmity on it. That's a 27 to hit. For Snake Eyes, again, so 8 slashing damage. Excuse I'm gonna get me. you a dice jail. <laughs> you need a dice jail. Cool. Now, I'm determined I can train him. Alright, and with that, uh, staring you down, Nyx, uh, it is, uh, you actually, you have yeah, to make yeah, your, your go. You have to make your constitution saving throw to see if the fire is put out, otherwise you take another d6 oh, fire right. damage on Constitution saving throw is 12? That's not it. That's not it, alright, how much fire damage? Uh, another four fire damage. Four? Cool. Yes. Burn, baby, burn. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right, cool. Thank you for reminding me. So what, it's Nix's turn now? Yes. Yeah, sorry, I'm just trying to think what, what my best course of action is here. Okay. No, I interrupted him before he could say anything, and I was like, <laughs> uh, are we just all standing by? No, uh, all right, so uh, in classic Nix fashion, um, he's going to cast Prayer of Healing. Yep. <laughs> He's going to do He's it as a ritual, so it's going to take him forever. Going to get down on my knees and spend the next ten minutes just praying that everybody gets healed <laughs> by our Lord and Savior, Veyron. Agreed. Mm. Turns out it's Wolf! You're all ah! fucked. Um, I don't want to go full bore on this just yet, so I, I am going to raise my sword and loose a lightning bolt at him. Sure. I'm going to do a basic third level, so give me that deck save. Yeah, the deck save of 12. 12 is a failure. Did you do the minus d4 on it? Uh, as long as I have concentration. 8. Just out of curiosity, <laughs> you got a 4 on that? Uh, yeah, I got a 4. Ouch. For 24 points of lightning damage. Ooh, okay. And uh, I'm going to do the classic cartoony thing, and I'm going to move back around the pillar out of his <laughs> line of sight. No, not Zoidberg. Jeez. Ooh, 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 ooh. All right, and I will end there. Cool. Cax. Okay. Uh, seeing you, that the you, dragon you, has moved. It, you swear in the wind you hear the three stooges. 
What a music. <laughs> uh, see, the dragon has moved and is now peeking its head around another pillar. Kak's going to dip behind this one. And would it be a bonus action to hide? Um, that depends. Are you a rogue? With ah, so it's a full action to hide. Yes. I don't. I think it's like level three rogues can use bonus action hide or level two or something, and I don't have I, that. I think yet. it's the uh, cunning action feature that rogues get. Yeah, which get. is like level two. Otherwise, um, so yeah, like... I'm gonna use my action to hide behind this. Sure. <clears throat> All right, roll so... me that beautiful stealth check. Oof! I should not have let this one out of jail. That's a twenty-six. <laughs> okay. Cool. Uh, so you're you're certain with the 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 wind whipping and and a lot of like the 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 snow that settled in this basin getting whipped up occasionally by it that uh, you've done a good job in concealing yourself. I'm also gonna say that Cax picked up some snow, thinking it was like mud, and like rubbed it on his scales to try to give himself some facial <laughs> camouflage before it fell off. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I'm gonna use my bonus action. Um, to down a greater potion of healing. Sure. Okay, and then... Oops. Okay. Cool. And that'll end my turn. Key. Alright. You're All right. hot on that dragon's tail. You better watch your words. Um, now that everyone is He's firmly behind me, I will use my necrotic shroud. Ooh. Oh, the bones are a snapping, the back is a wiggling, and out come the spider legs. You have to make a. I swear it's been a billion sessions since I used this. Um, a, you have to make a charisma saving throw. Okay. Uh, that would be 15. Um, that's not that? good. You are frightened of me until the end of the next turn. And just just to confirm, because it's been a billion trillion years, uh, Bane is only for attack rolls. Right? And saving and, throws. And saving throws. Yeah. It, it, it's fine. He, he failed the throw anyway. So. Yeah, because the... the DC ah, okay. was 17. Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, you were yeah, frightened just, of me just, until the end of the next turn. Okay, yeah, just make sure you are you guys are yelling at me to uh, to, to remember Bane. <laughs> oh, we will. Don't worry. We're, we're going to keep on you. I don't have a whole lot of uh, bonus actions. Oh, wait. For my bonus action, I use... Hunter's Mark. Ooh. Hunter's Markiplier, please. Oh my god, how many icons do you want to put in this fucking thing? Twelve. Don't tell me I'm gonna I'm just gonna put all like the fucking weird ones like the turret and the grenade. <laughs> no, there's an archery <laughs> target. Down at the bottom. Ooh, there you go. That's that's an even better one. I had the one with like the arrows sticking out the guy's back. But yeah, that's even better. Okay. So yeah, I want the spider legs to come out. I want to yell at the dragon and see it kind of, you know, shiver in fear for a second. I'm single-handedly scaring this dragon, just banging my, you know, <laughs> banging the swisher on my shield and pointing at it. 
<laughs> Love that it's still called the Swisher. It it honestly reminds me of Far Cry, uh, Fallout Four with the swatters. You know, I'm sticking no. with the name at this right, point. Game. If I can't think of a better one, that's all. <laughs> okay. So that'll be my turn. <clears throat> sure. Uh, Thrim. Alrighty. So for my bonus action, I'm going to coat thunder and poison. And then I'm going to need you to make a constitution saving throw with disadvantage and bane. And if it's resistant to poison, this ignores resistance. Okay. Because of my feet. All right. So it rolled with disadvantage of four and then minus two, which makes it a two. However... I'm going to have the dragon use one of its legendary resistances to automatically succeed. Okay. Hit him then with I'll... the triple buff. Hit him with the... <laughs> Let me just mark that I use one of those. Okay, so the first one is a 17 to hit. Uh, that is a miss. All right. And the second one is a 24 to hit. That will hit. Uh, 15 bludgeoning and 3 fire. Cool. Uh, no, lightning, not fire. Um, cool. Da, 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 da. Uh, yeah, that'll do That'll do it for my turn from now. I'm going to stay where I am. Okay. All right. Uh, so here's where this is going to be fun and the fucky. Um, yeah, because a dragon can only run away from key. Uh, so I, I looked it up just to confirm. Creature can't willingly move closer to the source of its fear. What about attacks? Um, Isn't there something in there where it the, says yeah. it can only use its action to run away? Uh, the two outlines of the frightened condition. A frightened creature has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls of the source of its fears within line of sight. And the creature can't willingly move closer to the source of its fear. There must yeah. be another writing, though, because I read... Something no, else. there's a there's a spell and there's a certain thing for I forget which one it is. I think it's a, pa- a certain paladin that has something that makes it so they have to run away in fear. No, no, that's cleric. Turn undead. Yep. Turn undead. They can only use their action to for the dash action to run away. Yeah, because when we, me and uh, when 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 we got together, we we altered the because uh, it was another like form that he could take and then Kim and I homebrewed the uh the spider legs and we talked about like what what effect it would have and what was it was it still the fear attached to that oh, no no it... like like we kept the uh like we, we kept, kept... It, its base ability i just said that you know if you know if i was experimented on by law it'd be cool if i had spider legs and then i asked yeah run on walls yeah and then you, and yeah exactly you know spider climb while you have those out yeah. Um, okay, just double checking that we didn't homebrew something else with the frightened thing. I couldn't remember, or not. Uh, if they fail, that instantly kills the dragon. Oh, that fucking that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so so here here's where this will get kind of fun slash uh, fucky. So. Uh, work with me here. Uh, so the dragon, I uh, can't move any closer. To its fear, however, it'll move away from it upwards. 
would so still you, leave me in its line of sight, correct? It will leave it in its line of sight. You're absolutely correct. Um, so it is going to go... And here's where you have to apply my Pythagorean theorem, I believe, to it. Um, it is. I would say it's going to go uh, 15 feet up in the air. So I'm just going to do 5, 10, 15. So he has a verticality. So key would be here. I'm just trying to get a little bit of like a side scale to it for my own brain. Um, it did. Um, I had to roll my d6. It did recover its cold breath. Um, Nyx, you are still covered by that ice chunk being 15 feet up. A lot of these are like tall spires of chunk ice that had just probably been bigger and over the course have just kind of turned into sharp like almost stabby daggers sticking out of the ground. Cax, the one you're, you're around, is more of a rectangular blunt one. Um, you cannot see the dragon. Um, however, um, let's double check the frightened. Okay, it's attack rolls. Alright, so it will um, use its dragon's breath uh down, straight down upon key. As it is uh, frightened, uh, and I wouldn't even call it frightened, the spider legs have made it like almost like arachnophobia almost. It flew up in the air, looked down, and just... Anyway, it started blasting. So I'm gonna need you to make a constitution saving throw on that. I spook it into targeting me? Yes, you did. Yep. It's like, yeah, if I see a fucking basement spider, I have to go out of my way to, like, kill it because I will not sleep that night. So it's kind of like that. Nat 20. I'm a god. Oh. So what's that? Bring it up to with all of your... 21. 21. Cool. All right. So you take half damage. You also get the plus five from your charisma. So 26. Oh, true. 26. Yeah. All right. Two, four, six. Two, four, six. All right, so that's um, 16 points of cold damage. Goodbye, help. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so um, Thrym, you see it go up in the air, crane its neck down, and suddenly you just see another blast come down upon Key, and you almost expect to see uh, a Keysicle. Uh, but suddenly the, the, the blast resides and the mist separates and you see Key still standing. Um, he probably has a couple like icicles hanging off his like plate armor and shit, however. Um, and with that, um, is, is Searing Smite a concentration spell key? Uh, ooh, uh, as far as concentration, no, I think I just hit him and it sticks. It sticks, yeah. And speaking of which, I got to do at the end of its turn. Sure. Oh, it is. It's a. It's a. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm pretty sure my paladin has it, and it's concentration so, for a minute. So you have to roll a a six. Isn't is that correct? A, he needs to roll a DC ten con save. Yeah. Because he only took sixteen damage. It's it's ten or half the damage taken, whichever is higher. On a con like, save. So. That's oh yeah, half the damage. Oh yeah. Concentrate after lighting it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> keep the fire going, man. And I rolled in a, in a uh, fifth, 16. Hey, okay. It was a 10 on the dot, but with my stuff added. So. 
Alright. And then how much fire damage am I rolling that or are you rolling that? Uh you have uh did you fail the con save? I failed it, yep. Yeah, it was in single right. digits. Add another five fire damage. Hey, not bad. Hey. Hey. That'll do, Donkey. That'll do. Alright, cool. Uh brings it to um, I neglected the horsies last turn, but they're just gonna move way over to the top of this crater. Um, and Nyx, your go, my friend. Uh, how high did the dragon fly? Um, from your current angle, you you actually wouldn't know until you stuck your head out. You still okay. can't see the dragon, but you heard uh, and you felt like no, the displacement the, of the air. I saw I saw the fucking cold breath like just wash past the spire I'm hiding behind so I know it's I can probably assume that it's up so I'm going to move 10 feet out how, how high up is he uh, so yeah you see, you see that he's about 15 feet up in the air just just high enough to loom down upon the uh, source of its fear <laughs> thank you Pythagoras he is exactly within range. He is 29 feet away from me right now. Hey! Um, he, he is just a hair over 29 feet away from me, which means he is in range. I am going to cast Blight on this dragon. Okay. You will need to make a con save. With Bane, I still have it. That's a damage ability, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, and what is it again? The con save. The con save. Uh, 25 minus 4, it's 21. Well, fuck you, he saves. Takes half. Okay, so he'll take half damage. Okay. So... That's still a lot of d8s, right? Yeah. That is, that, that is a lot of d8s. So it's 35 points of necrotic damage. Cut in half is 17 points of necrotic damage. Okay. Cool. So after wrapping him in black fog, fucking the energy from him, I'm going to use a little bit more movement and get my ass back behind the spire. Okay, cool. <laughs> I <Having really> expended <laughs> 20 feet of movement. All right, and that will end my turn. Sure. Uh, bringing it over to Cax. Bringing it down to Cax. All right, Cax is going to move 10 feet south just to the edge of the pillar. Okay. Um, I can see the dragon from here. Yes, sir. You can see it floating above key. For the purpose of Whisper, am I still hidden? Uh, you succeeded on your stealth, right? Mm-hmm. 26. 26. And then you peeking around... And I'm staying as far, like as close to the edge of the pillar as I possibly can, um, but okay. that's the only tile that I can use. All right. Nope. Yep. It would. It would. It would. You'd be a okay. Okay. As far as you can tell, the dragon does not perceive you. Okay. I'm gonna roll my concentration to see if, or first I'm gonna fire off two shots at it, and then I'm gonna roll my concentration to see if I remain hidden after firing. Sure. But I'm still gonna fire even if I don't. Oh, motherfucker. I really need to be a slightly higher level fighter. Um, that is going to be a 21 and a 29. Those both hit. 
the highest I can roll without critting. Uh, here's my concentration. I'm dice jail again. Uh, I'm no longer hidden, but because the shots were taken while I was hidden, they will be psychic damage. Oh, baby. Fucking nearly minimum damage. Um, that's going to be 15 points of psychic damage. Cool. I'm no longer hidden. And I am going to retreat. Okay. And be back behind the, back behind the sure. wall. <laughs> and I'm just going to hunker down. Okay. Uh, and just push myself up against the, the pillar. Or the okay. wall there. And it, it, end it, my turn. I'm assuming in your brain you fired off those shots. You're like, fuck, he's coming for me. He's coming for me. Mm-hmm. All right, Keith. Alrighty. So he is 15 feet in the air, you said? Yes, sir. And you said this is an arena with a wall around us? Indeed it is. Could I theoretically run 15 feet to the wall and using my spider legs 15 feet up the wall to smack him? You sure could. I shall. All right. Spider climb is dope. Dyer, spider climb is fucking awesome. I'm just I love the spider Come climb. Come here, boy. <laughs> Where you going, boy? It's a 24 to hit on my first one. Okay. For 11 slashing damage. Okay. Does a 17 hit? 17 does not hit, my friend. Oh, damn. All right. Well, uh, wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Um. Also, I forgot I have a D extra D six damage from my uh, hunter's mark. That's right, you do. Oh, I roll it off the table. I like that spell. That's another five damage from from the previous one. From hunter's mark, yeah. Okay. Not a problem. Is there really nothing I can get? Just a little higher. Alright, yeah, no, that's a, that'll be my turn. Okay. I liked it. Uh, and at the uh, so the fear lasts until the it, end it, of it lasted one turn. Okay. Yeah. So um I could re fear you though for another minute. I mean you do you. Unfortunately, I already used my action. Okay. <laughs> All right. I didn't. I didn't put a uh, a thing for that. All right. So Thrim. Alrighty. Yeah. You got a big old frost boy near you. I am gonna move five, ten, twenty feet to here, and that should put me in range to throw thunder up at him. Oh yeah. And then I am going to coat my weapon again. So that is another con save with disadvantage minus Bane. Okay. Con save minus Bane uh, brings it to a 10. Um, okay. And yet again, it's going to use one of its legendary resistances. All right. So the first Cause, one was a cause, 20. Because fuck poison. The first one was a 24. Okay. And the second one was a 19. 19. 19 does hit. Okay. 
Uh, 17 bludgeoning and one lightning. Okay. And 14 bludgeoning, four lightning. Cool. And then I'm going to axe and surge. Hmm. And I'm going to do the same thing again so you can make that con save. Okay. Con save with disadvantage. Thank fucking God. It is a 19 minus 1 on the bane, so that makes it 18. Yeah, that that's going to work. Okay. Uh, the first one is a 23, and the second one is a 24. Both hit. Uh, that's going to be 10 points of bludgeoning, 2 points of lightning. And then 14 points of bludgeoning and 4 points of lightning. Jesus. Is somebody, is somebody tallying all the damage that Thrym is doing this combat session? No, but now we understand how he killed a dragon at level one. <laughs> it's just, he has that like trance in his eyes. He's just like, gotta kill. And uh, I, I haven't been able to throw 2D, uh, 4d8 too. And they'll move 10 feet back to here. Sure. And that'll be Thrym's turn. All right, fucking kick ass. All right, so um, getting absolutely pummeled uh, by Thrym, uh, the dragon like swinging its giant head around. Um, essentially, you just see the fucking thunder flying up, boom, 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 boom on it. Um, and it is very fucking hard to ignore that. Um, from its 15 foot, it is going essentially slam down into the ground near you, Thrym, uh, tripping an attack from Key. That's about right, right? Yep. That's about a big ol'... I'm trying to figure out where the fuck this guy needs to go. Yeah, here we go. That's good. And it also works a, a good... A dirty 20 will hit. A dirty 20 will hit. For 11 more slashing damage, and I will use my 15 feet of movement to go back to the ground. Sure. Yeah, it saves you on doing it next fucking turn. Oh, hell yeah. That fucking, that feat's really fucking good. I like that. I'm just chasing and harassing everyone. Right? Yeah. Well, like, how, how often do people get, like, that many, like, attack of opportunities in, like, a combat session? I didn't say I was done with you. <laughs> All right, Thrym, um, it is going to use, for the first time, its Frightful Presence upon Nyx, Thrym, and Key as it begins to uh, wind up and attack you. So, uh, each creature of the dragon's choice is in 120 feet of the dragon and aware of it uh, must be seen on DC 14 Wisdom Saving Throw or become frightened for one minute. 15. 15. Woo! Did you say it was me or Cax that had to do it? Uh, Yuki, because you were within 120 feet and are aware it's doing that. It's a DC what? Uh, 14 to succeed. Uh, 25. 25. So all of you with the iron wills, uh, as this thing attempts to intimidate you, uh, you guys just, uh, you bare, bu you knuckle on your weapons and just 
continue to fight on. Um, so it is going to attack you, Thrym, three times. Ah, oh, word. Oh, word. Uh, one with its bite. Um, that is 19 to hit. 19 hits. Okay. Then... That was with uh, negative one. I'm sorry, negative two on the Bane. Um, 25 points of piercing damage plus um, one point of cold damage. So 26 points. And then it is going to attack you twice with its claws. Let's do those up at once. Um, that's a 24 and a 19. Both hit. Okay. Might have to heal for him. Uh, that is 22 points of slashing damage. Okay. As it just unleashes its frozen fury upon you. Grim is bloodied as fuck. Um, and that... It will bring it to the top of horsies. Did you roll your constitution saving throw? Oh, thank you. Um, that brings it to 23, finally. So it, that just gets rid of the fire on that? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, um, wait, I'm stupid. I could have been doing extra damage this whole time. I forgot the necrotic shroud. God damn it. <laughs> oh, and the, uh, that would have been gone anyway, because Hunter's Mark is also a concentration spell. Oh, so fuck you, right. You would have switched that out for it. Concentration spells are bullshit. I don't play with them. <laughs> this is why I don't play casters. That's why Nyx is very careful with them. <laughs> um, the horses, I just kind of move them to the top of the round. They're kind of insignificant. They cannot see the dragon because of the massive ice pillar in the middle. They're going to stay right there, bringing it over to Nyx. Okay. I can see that Thrym is on Death's Door. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, you oh, saw yeah. Oh, the yeah. onslaught of attacks upon him. Alright, cool. I'ma run up to Thrym, grab a hold of his shoulder, and say or well I can, probably can't reach his shoulder. And I'm gonna grab a hold of his arm and say, Come with me. And I will have run up right next to said dragon, and I'm gonna cast Thunderstep. Taking me and Thrym away from said dragon. Ooh, baby. Now I can teleport up to 90 feet, but I don't think I want to go that far. And that does not trigger an attack, right? Nope, it's a teleport. Fuck yeah. Um, I think of where I want to put us. It would have to be somewhere I can see, so I can't necessarily put us behind a pillar. But I can at least get us, like, back here. So we have partial cover with the pillar. Thrym can move next to me. And the dragon's going to have to make a con save. Okay. Con save of 17. The uh, Bane. Thank you. 15. He failed. <laughs> the DC was 16. Dude, fucking Bane's coming in clutch. Right? All right, so. Okay. For 19 points of thunder damage. Hell yeah. When Thrym has come with me, if you want to move that little token next to me. 
And I'm going to burn two sorcery points to cast the spell as a bonus action, as my hand is still on his arm and I cast Cure Wounds at second level. Ten points of healing. Okie dokie. He's looking a little better, but he's still pretty bloody. That's what I can manage right now. That is uh, And that will end my turn. Cool. Cax! Cax hearing the cacophony of noises that are just occurred. Uh, is going to peek his head out from around the pillar. <laughs> and see that his friends are mostly gone. With the exception of one trapped against the wall. Uh, so he's going to do what he do and fire off not one, but two arrows. Ooh. 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 Uh, 18. 18 meets the armor class. Okay, cool. Then that means the 26 will hit. Mm-hmm. Max damage on one. Uh, 19 points of piercing. Okay. And as a bonus action, I'm going to use Whisper to message the key. Are you planning? Or <clears throat> are you planning on getting closer? Yes. Okay. And Cax's going to duck behind the pillar again. And that'll end my turn. Cool. Key. All right. I will run right back up to it. You know, just another day in the life. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just dragging things. Yep. I took. I realized every hit I've had, I could have, or every, every turn that I've hit, I could have done an extra nine damage, but I'm a dumbass. Uh, nat 20. Nat 20. Yeah, I think that'll hit. Yeah. Why not? Double damage. Double damage on every dice roll. Put everything you can in it. I want to see a 50-point single strike. So that's 14 points of slashing damage. And I will put in a... Uh, uh, what are they called there? Divine Smites at second level. Is that what those are called? Yes. Oh, those I, things? I need a, another D8. And since it's uh, and since it's a D twenty, I get to roll it uh, four instead of two. Yes. Or, yes. On a natural twenty, you roll twice the number of dice. Mm-hmm. All right. For all dice rolls. Eight plus eight plus three is sixteen. So that's nineteen radiant damage along with the uh, fourteen slashing damage. Okay. Don't forget your hunter's mark damage. Yep. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Two more d6. So that's the problem with getting so many options <laughs> yeah. that, 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 later on. It's that you forget them. Yeah. That, that's another five damage plus the nine damage from my necrotic shroud. Sure. Holy fuck. And for my second attack, it's just a 25. <laughs> for my second fuck you of the night. <laughs> so, Robin, that was 47 points of damage in one strike. We didn't quite oh. hit the 50 mark. Still, that's fucking incredible. Uh-huh. Let's go, Swisher. Alright, that'll be... 4 plus 6 is 
10 slashing damage and does hunter and does hunter's bark proc again on the second hit i think it procs for every hit against the target you have marked yep whenever yeah. you hit it with a weapon attack so that's another five so that is 15 slashing damage and uh, okay yeah all right that's uh my turn Okay, I think I just did the math right as a total of 62 damage dealt that turn. <laughs> I think the only person that's beaten him so far was Nyx, where he caught like five people in a single lightning bolt and dealt over 100 damage. Um, and that was hitting so many, mul that was, that's multiple targets. I think Key just made a record. At the end of your turn, Key, um, and right as you're about to wind up Thrym, um, from behind Key and almost radiating in this, like, crater of sorts, you hear, STOP! And it begins to echo, STOP! 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 And suddenly, a 60-foot wall of fire just begins to grow. That's, that's literally like half the fucking length I need. Um, essentially, it cuts off um, all the way up to that pillar there. Um, and you see, uh, as almost a, a, a reaction, the, the dragon immediately begins to start flapping his wings away from the wall of fire. Um, and that brings it to Thrym's turn. All right. Can I still see the dragon? I believe you can see through. Wall. It's the spell called uh, Wall of Fire. Um, let me look. But it I up. believe it's not. Yeah, he should be able to see through it. But if yeah. he wants to pass through it, it's gonna hurt like hell. Yes, it is. You know, fire, hell, <laughs> fire. You know. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's only one foot thick. So yeah, I'd, I'd say. You, it's it's intense. You, you begin to see all like the glistening of all the ice, kind of melting around it. But yeah, you can see kind of like that blurred fire image of the dragon behind it, and it seemed to have had a reaction um, to that fire wall of fire existing right there. Okay, so for my bonus action, I am going to use my second wind. Okay, and that's six plus my fighter level, so that's eight. So that'll be 14 points. And then for my action, I'm going to reach into my pocket and pull out an ogle key that I picked up in that crypt. And once per day, I can cast Scorching Ray from it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to cast Scorching Ray. Sure. All three rays are going at him. So let me roll all three attacks on that. Am I, uh, does the key have its own thing to hit, or am I just using my spellcaster ability? Uh, yeah, use it. Yeah, using your your normal uh -oh. two plus two uh, to attack. Okie dokie. Because it's a it's a. I'm assuming. I think that's yeah. Scorching ray is a wizard and sorcerer spell, so it would yeah. be it would be intellect. Uh, so the first one is a natural twenty. Okay. The second one is a dirty twenty. Okay. And the third one is a 14. Okay, so two of them hit. All right, so the f I'll do the uh, the crit first. 
Uh, 16 points of fire damage. Okay. And then for the second one, 11 points of fire damage. Oh, baby. So suddenly you see Thrym whip out this, like, uh, because I think, what, what, fuck, what was the description? I think it was like a spherical. Yeah, yeah it, it was like, like a it was sphere. Like a, just a little oval that would fit yeah. in the lock. Yeah. So you just see him, Nyx, like, channel this, and three, like, large, essentially, like, laser beams just do fly out of it. One of them kind of hits the ground and kind of causes, like, a little bit of, like, molten ice glass to kind of kick up, but the other ones just slam right into it, and you hear the dragon roar, like, heavily from that. Uh, that'll be Thrym's turn. He's not moving. Sure. Um, and in reaction to the wall of fire and the scorching ray, uh, being wonderful fire shit, um, it is going to spend its move to go 80 feet up into the air. Um, which if you want key triggers an attack of opportunity. Well, I'll take it. No, I'm not hitting though. Um, okay. Looking. All right, and then 80 feet up in the air, and then it uses its um, essentially full round action to then go 80 feet to the south, uh, disappearing from said arena. Um, you begin to, um, right as that happens, uh, Nyx and Thrym, you see in this circle right here, a... A wooden ladder unfurls all the way down. The, the, the cliffs around you, all, all around you, assume that in most spots, it's about 40 feet up. And some it's 50, some it's 35. And you just see it brrr, all the way down to the floor. A wooden ladder comes. And you see two figures standing up on top. One of them very, very large. And another kind of on the smaller side. Uh, humanoids, uh, they, they, from where you are, they look wrapped in, like, heavy furs. Um, and you guys are currently not in initiative order. So let me swap over. La musique. Is the firewall still up? Uh, the firewall, um, currently is. And hold on, let me double check something. It is a concentration. Um, so Nyx and Thrym, you already see, you see the smaller person like holding a hand out uh, towards that general area. So you get the impression that that's the, that's where the wall of fire came from. Gotcha. So yeah, I'm going to move, I'm going to move in front of Nyx. So how much movement are you willing to allow us right now? Because I want to get over to Thermonix. Yeah, no, if you, yeah, if you could, yeah, um. Words are hard. Words are very hard. <laughs> I, I would say, I would say for, for the, for the intents of this, you were able to run around and scooch between like the pillar and the bones and get around the wall of fire. And then as soon as uh, you do that, um, I'm assuming Nixon Thrym, you haven't taken your eyes off the, the pair up on top. 
Oh hell no! You nope. see, you see both of them look at each other, and then the hand comes down, and the wall of fire disappears. I think they realize that somebody was on the other side. So as I was running, I went to take that tight turn. The legs run out of their time, and I slide on my feet as I take the turn and run over. <laughs> I'm gonna put a hand on Nyx and Thrym and give them ten points of healing from my. Uh... Oh, Nyx doesn't need anything. Oh, okay. Then I will give uh, Thrym twenty. Because I know Where? he got his ass beat. Brim is looking a lot better now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so how you guys... guys we all good? Uh, how you guys yeah. doing? You good? Yeah. You uh, see, as you guys are talking, sorry, as it's happening, you see the large figure is climbing down the wooden ladder. I'm fine. I'd be more comfortable if you put the legs away. But... that They were... They... They disappeared when I turned the firewall. Ah. Fine. Oh, Alright, then. I feel better now that I don't see the spider legs, but what the fuck is going on here? Beats me. He, he's about he's about three quarters of the way down. The The smaller figure is still on, on the top of the cliff, however. Uh. I'm gonna uh, pull Thunder out. Well, I already have it out, but I'm gonna extend it out at him and like have magic missile ready if he seems to be a threat sure um as you do that the figure gets down onto the ground near you and you can very visibly see there is a a massive fucking battle axe like on the back of this person and he turns around and you realize it's a very 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 large human uh, judging by the big features, the the faces is is, is kind of they almost have uh, I don't want essentially want to say it's like an Eskimo type fur like hood, but the face is exposed and almost this like big bushy black and white like salt and pepper like um, Santa Claus beard, and he he actually just he he just puts his hands up like hey man, and he begins to walk towards you. Alright, I'll I'll lower Thunder, but I'll still have it at the ready. I'm sure. Just, what do you want? Oh. We got here just in time. Thank you for not killing our guardian. When he looks back up and he He just like follows something in the sky. And then he looks back at you. Oh That's my 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 manners, uh I am uh I'm Longclaw. You are? One, one hell of a guard dog you got there, Longclaw. Well uh, pardon me, it's it's not necessarily uh, a a guard dog of sorts, but uh Mafel no se Kadanar is more of a local legend. And he points to the bones that surround the central pillar. Uh, he is quite the hunter. And a lot of times he gets a little greedy with his food. Uh, we figured out a while ago that flame spells could be used to kind of corral him in directions we want him to go. And discovered that he left a lot of food left frozen in this pit. I'm from a settlement nearby called Frostbreath. And we come here to partake in the greed 
that is Mafel no se Kadanar. Bless you. And he like looks over and that has like a confused look. Oh. Sorry, the locals call him Winterfang. Well I mean guess we I'm glad we didn't kill it, but I could have used a new helmet. And he, he he looks you over with like all of your like trophies and he goes, Ah a stone giant after my own heart. Yeah, yeah, you, it's what I am. Your beasts of burden back there, you should send them back. They will not survive up here. You think it's cold and windy in this basin? Wait till you climb up and experience the tundra for yourselves. Alright. Is there any way we could, uh, is there any place we could keep them till we come back? He kind of thinks a bit. Honestly, the right inside the cave might be the safest place for them. We don't really keep horses on this side of the spine of the world. Mm. We can... Our settlement is moderately close by. For Thanks for not killing our food source. Uh, why don't we take care of them? We'll, we'll return here every day and make sure they have what they need. Oh, thank you. Who are uh, your friends? I'll let them introduce themselves. I'm going to go get the horses and put them in the cave. Sure. So Thermo will walk over and grab the horses and start leading them back to the cave. And Longclaw just stands there expectantly waiting for you three to speak. He does have a, a smile upon his face, however. His, his demeanor isn't uh, guarded or hostile. What are your names? I'm going to put away the swisher and say I am Kishiglith, servant of Varen, head of his church on the surface. Kishiglith. Nice to meet you. Um, I'm sure the one up there will apologize for the wall of fire. Uh, hopefully you didn't get scorched by it. Was fine. Do your other friends speak, or do you speak for them? I'll, I'll take a look at Nix and Thrym. You guys want me to do the intros? What do you... uh, Thr Thrym is still er, like, er, Nix, dealing with Nix, the horses. Nix attacks. My bad. Take a look at Nix and Cax. Would have been nice to know that there was a dragon at the entrance. But at least we're here. I suppose I should thank you for intervening before we killed your food source. I guess we're all pretty grateful you all didn't get eaten and vice versa. But we're not feasting on White Dragon and then having to find a new place to live. I can't imagine White Dragon flesh tastes very good. Lots of salt and pepper. Lots and lots of salt and pepper. So you've had it. Very long time ago. Very far north of here. I am Nyx. Pleasure to meet a drow north of the spine of the world. That's a rarity. 
I believe you'll find I'm more rare than you would expect. Well, you also haven't tried to kill me yet, so I would have to agree with you. And... Hello, little one. Hello. And... Nick's out of the corner of your eye. You kind of see Cax with a with a very... A very unique grin on his face as he says, I am Varen. Varen? Yep. Oh, so this one's a servant of you. I hit him. Yeah. Alright, just just roll to just Uh, you hit me. There's there's no way you don't. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, if you don't, you should just tear up your character sheet. <laughs> Alright, well I'm gonna smack him like that and say This is Cax. He's about as smart as he is tall. Oh. He's not a very good servant. <laughs> he looks very awkward at the, that whole interaction. He looks over... Thr Thrym, you're, you're about halfway done. You're just kind of corralling them down towards the bottom where the cave was. And uh, Longclaw looks at you, Nyx. Are they always like this? Yeah. Yeah, just about. Must be fun at pub get-togethers. I would say you get used to it, but you don't. So, I, I apologize for getting in the middle of business, but I don't imagine you just decided to go through the cave and come out to the north here without purpose. No, we, we have reason to be this far north. We were not expecting to come across a dragon, at least not that soon. Yeah, we were kicking its ass, too. Yes, Key, calm down. We are, we're, we're searching for something we believe is up here, and, uh, if you wouldn't mind, we could certainly use, uh, at least a mildly warmer place to sleep for the night. Absolutely, our, our settlement is small, maybe a dozen people, but we are more than welcome to share a fire and allow you all to rest for the night. Anything to shelter us from the wind would be appreciated. Well, if we could talk more once we get back, the, the sun will begin to set very shortly up here and it gets even colder. If you can believe that. I, yes. <laughs> yes. So he, uh, he walks over to the uh, ladder and just, just waits. He, he looks like he, he's going to be the last one to climb up. Thrym, you're all done, and you come back over. Well, before, before I come back over, I'm going to, like, once I get the horses all tied off, where, wherever I can find to tie them off, I'm just going to grab my horse by the face and, like, pet his snout and look at him. Okay, Midnight. You named your horse? Woo! I picked a completely black horse for a reason. <laughs> uh, you shouldn't give it a creative name? You're you're their you're their protector now. Keep them safe. All right. For shit, shits and giggles, rolling animal handling. Can never have enough of those. Midnight will kill the other horses if you fail. 
<laughs> well, I have nothing on animal handling, so that's a 14. 14. You, you get the impression that, that Midnight knows that you guys are, are headed off. Like, it, it starts to, like, walk towards you as you walk off, but then since you tied it, it realizes it now has to stay here. But you get you get a general sense that Mid Midnight will do its best. Then I'll walk over and and uh, so are there are the rest of you climbing up the the wooden ladder. Yeah. Okay. And uh, finally, Thrym, you you make it over right as everybody is is climbing the ladder, and and Longclaw looks to you and, and he, he just slams a massive hand down on your massive shoulder. And he goes, good to see some strong folk up here once again. Kind of some harsh climbing up here. Imagine strong folks all this can survive. Pretty much. If you can believe it, there are storms that will pull the chill right straight out of your heart. And massive creatures that make Winterfang look like a pup. That's comforting. Well, strange enough, we are considered small prey, so we actually kind of go underneath their purview when uh, when they decide to travel close to us. Mm, so we're the prey of their prey. Yeah. So we he, should kill some of their prey to use it to just get them away from us. Well, you tend to find distractions, hence the wall of fire. Mm. Uh, that seems to work very well on Winterfang. Kind of corrals him around. He'll probably be back within the next couple hours to rest and recover after the beating you gave him. But he will uh, live another day to provide us with the sustenance we need to survive in this corner. He's like, anyway, let's let's get you somewhere warm, and he offers for you to go up the ladder. Oh, I'll climb up the ladder. And uh, Longclaw's the last one, and he, like, grabs the bottom of it, and as he climbs up, it looks like he's, like, pulling the wooden ladder up to make it easier to, like, set up at the top. Um, you all get to the top, and they're standing there, uh, having not moving from the spot, is a hunched-over elderly human woman with a massive amount of furs to make her look very bulky and judging by the gauntness on her face, like most of the mass on her are the furs kind of doing the best to keep her warm. Um, you see her holding a, uh, a bright silver staff and she just kind of like looks at all of you and just kind of gives you all very curt nods but doesn't say a word. Longclaw makes his way up, and you see him begin just to very quickly, like, roll up the ladder. And he takes it, and it, there seems to be, like, a little divot where he just places it. And then he looks over, and you guys see a massive boulder. And he just walks right over to it and lifts it up as if it's nothing, and then kind of, like, places it over where the ladder is to kind of give it a hiding spot. And he, he points off in the in the direction away from this crater and down almost this like a little winding valley of no trees no shrubs just sheer whiteness 
you see a little plume of smoke maybe 20 minutes away. Um, so you all begin to walk. And up on this area, the wind gusts are hitting you even harder. Um, and at this point, you can't even imagine traveling more than half a day in this without it really taking a toll on you. As a lot of the areas you're walking in, you actually see old tracks that haven't completely got blown away by the wind, a pair that had led to the plateau, or I'm sorry, the crater plateau at the fuck. Um, and you realize it was them traveling there, and you guys are like following them back towards where the smoke is rising. And on on your way, uh, Long Claw just kind of settles up near you guys and walks, and he keeps looking over at the elderly human. And at one point during this travel, you see uh, the person kind of stumble and fall into the snow. Longclaw runs over and, like, hoists her up. And you see her take the staff and, like, whack him in the head really just curtly with it. And you hear him laugh. You go, okay, okay. And he still, like, puts a big beefy hand on her back and begins to, like, walk with her uh, the rest of the way. Uh, you guys get into, like, a little small, very small valley, and there seems to be about four or five, like, stone, like, huts there, all made out of, like, just just ran random boulders and small ones and big ones, all just wrapped around into, like, essentially stone huts. And each one of them is blaring, like, red on the inside, as that each and every one of them have its own individual fire on the inside. And there's one that looks kind of dim, and that's the one that you're led to. And there's no one outside, although in some of the shadows on the inside as the sun's going down, you realize there are other uh, beings inside of these huts. You get on the inside of the dimly lit one, and the human, like, waves a hand, and the fire begins to, like, blaze very brightly. Um, and for the first time since the fight with the dragon, you all... Um, begin to feel a little bit more comfortable as like the the winter chill is no longer like penetrating all of your winter clothing. Uh, Longclaw immediately sheds his uh, fur, and there seem to be like multiple hooks on the wall, and there is no doorway. It's just an open portal to the outside, but the fire uh, absorbing into the stone like gives the inside of this 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 a very mighty heat and you see him take it off and he's wearing like basic furs on the inside but not as thick um all the way down he's got like fur pants and fur like long shirts and shit and stuff like that um no no face coverings on this however uh you notice he has like very long black hair he still has the salt and pepper santa beard that now uh is dripping as like the ice is melting off of it and he sits down and he pulls over a satchel that was close to the door he drags it over and opens it and he takes a stick and like these large cuts of meat he begins to like pierce them and like hold them over the fire kind of like you would with marshmallows and he invites you all to sit around the fire well next being a skinny fuck is gonna go straight to the fire because sure. he ain't got I'll, no protection. I'll go stand near the fire. Okay. The the elderly human uh, 
retains the furs and sits next to Longclaw. Um, just still, like, just looking you over. It's not, as far as you can tell, it's not suspicion. She's just, like, examining you. And he looks over at her and just kind of, like, smiles. Oh. Flowers Bloom doesn't talk very much. I apologize. Well, I can certainly understand that. She is our settlement shaman. She's the one that helps us corral Winterfang, helps us with our fires, really a pillar of our community. So we we are, and he begins to like turn the meat, and it's cooking rather quickly with the intense intensity of the fire. I, I don't mean to pry, but what is it you were looking for? We we live in such a remote area, but we occasionally get rumors and talk occasionally. Fortunately, I can't get too specific. But I would Ooh. like to ask if you or your people have seen any strange magical happenings in this area recently. He looks over at Flowers Bloom and she shrugs and then like nods towards uh Unix. And he, he looks at her for a minute and cocks his head and he goes, I think she's trying to say you're the most interesting magical presence here felt in a while. Well, I can appreciate being interesting. But if we are the, or if I am the strangest thing that she has noticed recently, then we would have to continue our trek. Well, can't pretend to know where you might be headed, but there's really not a lot of places up here. We are a small community. We we chose hundreds of years ago to live in moderately nomadic isolation. Stick with the tradition of our people. Um, however, there is a path to take to Care Koenig to the north that is a one of the few proper cities that you'll find north of the spine of the world if you're looking for information about magical essences and what have you that might be your best bet so it would seem I appreciate that I'm always we'll to make that our uh we may have to make that one of our next destinations. I'm afraid it is a two-day travel following the log path. What this area. Of, aside from the cold, what kind of dangers might we run into on that path? Fortunately, there's no shortage of large, massive predators that roam around. As you can see, we can hold our own against large, massive predators. Indeed you can. There are also ambush predators that travel in packs, mostly dire wolves and things of the variety, but no offense, but you are all small fry compared to the prey they can take down, so they usually would waste more energy than they would get back from eating all of your rather frail corpses. 
Mostly, it's the weather. Blizzards can start up in an instant, getting you lost. And without proper protection, which you have decent amounts of, two-day travel could end up being two-week travel. And then you went out of resources, and then die in the frozen tundra. Well, and I guess the best advice I could ask from you is... If you have been here for over a century, perhaps you could give us some pointers on surviving the harsh climate up here. You all were forced to fight Winterfang due to the circumstances of accidentally stumbling into its lair. Yeah. When it comes to the larger creatures, and a lot of them make a lot of noise. Digging holes in the snow and hiding tend to be a valuable thing to do. To staying quiet, not making a lot of noise in general while you're traveling. I, yeah, that's that's par for the course when traveling in the wilds. I meant more specifically dealing with the climate. Uh, when we have to inevitably camp to rest, what advice might you have for us staving off the cold, aside from setting a fire, which may be a bad idea because it may attract a large predator. Unfortunately, that's probably a risk you'll have to take if you don't start a fire overnight. There's a good chance some of you might not wake up from the cold. Fair enough. So nights can be especially dangerous. Look for areas that you could set up fires. A lot of times, uh, just like the famed deserts to the south, Look for areas that have little small divots or ridges, areas that you could set up near a an ice wall that Natural could develop. Cover. Indeed. Yeah. The log path will get you to Kerr Koenig. It is a massive system that we use to make sure we don't get lost in blizzards. It's a system of giant logs planted in the ground vertically that we spread out every quarter mile. So it can be seen in almost any condition except for some of the harshest blizzards we experience. And as long as you follow the path, it will bring you to Kerr Koenig. All right. And suddenly, as, uh, as he kind of winds down and he starts distributing the big chunks of meat, um, the... Flowers Bloom, like, pulls on uh, Longclaw, and he leans down, and you hear her whisper something in his ear. Could I see her lips when she did it? Um, yes. So you, you see... If um, she spoke in a language I understand, I can read her lips. Yep. As far as you can tell, immediately she's speaking in common, and she says... Uh, she says the the blessings, the blessings of Winterfang, will aid them tomorrow. And he like nods, and he you look at him, look at her, and there's like a level of like a thank you and an appreciation for what she said. Okay. And he he doesn't say anything to you after after the fact, but he just begins to eat his meal, and he then recommends that you guys get a good night's sleep. And as soon as the sun begins to peak uh, from the east, that you immediately set out to, to take advantage of the day. 
But are we sleeping all in this same house? Uh, yeah, it's a this really tight, cramped, circular, like, stone hut. Yeah, you all are going to sleep in here. I'll lay out my bedroll, remove the armor, and lay down. Sure. And you do that, and you realize after you've, like, laid out all that stuff, like, you feel amazingly comfortable despite the fact of right next to you is this blazing fire but it's like almost countered by the gusts of wind that are coming inside so it creates like this like warm pocket all the way around the fire that's not too hot and not too cold okay and i don't want to go to sleep just yet so you don't want to go to sleep just yet not yet not yet all right are you, are you, are you just gonna... hanging out or sorry are you just hanging out or are you gonna no, I'm, I'm still laying, laying down in my bedroll, just uh, you know, eyes closed and thinking. But I'm staying awake. Oh, sure, okay. I was sorry, I wasn't sure if you wanted to wanted to do something. Good, Thrum. Uh, Thrum's just gonna take like his hood off, and then bunch it up on the wolf head that's on his shoulder, and then just lay down on that, still sitting, <laughs> and go to sleep. <laughs> Axel also take out a bedroll and. Tuck himself into it. Okay. Next is gonna sit by the fire and just kind of watch it for most of the night. Okay. Until he enters his meditative state for a few hours and. Okay. As you are just sitting by the fire looking at it, you realize that Flowers Bloom is is doing the same. Um, and whenever you glance at her, she's not looking at you, but you can tell she, she has like this like inner peace feeling to her where she's just very content being right where she is. Um, you know, when it comes to strangers, uh, in a town, even if you're being friendly with people, they're always a little bit guarded. Um, but ever since, um, you guys came here, she hasn't seemed to have any reservations with you guys. Uh, taking up uh, residence with her. Um, and very early on, Longclaw begins to just fucking snore uh, like somebody with fucking undiagnosed sleep apnea. Just this fucking awful buzzing, shaking your bones snoring. Right. <laughs> awesome. Is it worse than Thrims? Uh, you guys, you know what? Roll a d20. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna fucking we're gonna figure out who's more off. Eleven. Eleven. He got a sixteen, so <laughs> it is somehow worse than Thrims. I think that's part of the reason, Nick, you're not sleeping quite yet, is you need to relearn somebody else's rhythm of snoring. Most of the reason that Nix isn't uh sleeping is he, he's just got a lot on his mind. And he's kind of staring at the fire contemplating controlled chaos that just he's got a lot on his mind he's probably not even paying attention to the snoring yeah I'm gonna wait for Thrym and Catch to fall asleep and when uh, that other guy starts snoring incredibly loud I wanna close my eyes and try to connect to Vayron okay so in your sleep or before you sleep? In my sleep. In your sleep. So you 
drift off to sleep and you know you have like you know how some people like to think about what they want to dream about like you have you just keep going veyron 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 and you just like fall asleep and you have one of those moments of like an out-of-body experience where you see your body laying like in the bedroll all nice and warm and snug and right above you pops in a large face of Veyron and it's just staring at you. I will drop to a knee and bow my head. So you like get out of your get not, out of your uh... not get out of my bedroll but like in, in your <laughs> eyes. In... No you're in your bedroll in your dream too. Oh, it, then yes. Okay, so you like <laughs> this. It, it's staring at you very creepily, and you like have to like rustle and get out of it, and then you're like not sure what to do, and then you get the knee, and then you look back up, and there's this this shit eating grin on his face. Hello, Kashigalith. Hello, Lord Varen. I'm sorry to dis- disturb you. You looked rather comfy, but I couldn't help myself. Oh no, no, it is. You know, I I made the connection with you. Um, I I feel I can be a little more relaxed and jovial with you versus the rest of them. <laughs> I hope you, you don't Lord. mind. Thank you so much. I just, I wanted to let you know, we crossed into the spine of World Fine and we are resting at a local village. And no, no signs yet, I believe. Um, no, not yet. We're heading out tomorrow morning. So if it's still if it's still north, according to Lady Emeratus, I'd estimate at least three to four days travel, unfortunately. Ooh, that's gonna suck. Yeah, it's cold up here. I mean, like, there were cold times below the spine, but this is a brand new level of cold. Uh, See, unfortunately, about the area up there drow don't tend to do well in the cold. Maybe they're somehow related to the cold-blooded creatures out there. And he like kind of like grins as he's just kind of goofing and postulating. A couple of things of interest happened on the way here. Okay. Um, For starters, I don't know if it's very important, but I was trapped in a cabin with an old hag that said she had been there for thousands of years for killing her sister's child. Uh, I accidentally had to release her to get myself out, or I would have been trapped there with her. Wow. I I don't know if you know anything about that. I don't know if you know people who were trying to keep her contained, but I think that's... A, a thousand year in prison sentence is something I think people need to know about. Did you happen to get a name? I don't remember. Shit. I do remember that she had been there for thousands of years. She had begun practicing uh, necromancy or dark magic. And her sister was also a powerful uh, magic user who imprisoned her in the cabin for a thousand years for killing her child. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was a rundown cabin surrounded by skulls, and that was kind of the ring. Okay. Um, 
Besides giving a name. Sorry, Mo, I, I can't remember a name. Oh, no. Rest easy. I, I'll pass this along. Uh, I can't guarantee anything will come of this, but I suppose we'll deal with that when the time comes. If it ever comes up. Hopefully That's, not. Uh, she had seemed nice, but I was also untrusting of her. She may have been playing an act. That's could very well have been. I mean, there's no shortage of mischievous gods and goddesses who will do things like that. Vengeful ones, righteous ones, the good ones, the bad ones. I mean, anybody could have sealed her in there, especially if she did what she said she did. If it was a flesh-eating demon, I would have just pointed her towards the Evermores and let the let her go ham at Lost Army. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Yeah. But... Uh, later that night, me, Nyx, Thrym, and Cax were having a conversation, and it, uh, especially Thrym was the largest contributor to this. If anything did happen, they had deemed you a threat after Loth, they had said they would openly take up arms against you. And I, I, I would never. I am loyal to you by your side, but I wanted to alert you to the fact that while Thrym is a follower I love John's face over there shove, by the way <laughs> if push comes to shove they, they would not side with you Snitches get Stitches key <laughs> I'm, I'm in prayer world baby you don't even know and the head disappears for a moment and it is actually followed by the regular form kind of sitting cross-legged on like this black floor, essentially floating there, while you're are you still on your knee, like talking? Yeah. I'm, and I'm, he I'm, I'm, he I'm he gestures for you now. to like relax, sit sit down. That that looks uncomfortable as hell. Yeah, I'll sit. I appreciate you bringing that to my attention. However, I do want you to be aware. The environment that they grew up in was awful they they personify the reason i am doing what i'm doing the the slavery the oppression the the random cold-blooded murder for the sake of satiating a god i mean am i flattered when people do that but usually there's a reason people do that for me however they both were thrust upon this destiny, if you would call it, very unwillingly. As far as I can gather from what they did before they reached me with you, is that they were just trying to run away. They were trying to get away from the torture and the pain and death. And that, unfortunately, comes with a lot of emotional baggage. Those two are very untrust untrusting of me. And you know what? As you saw how I was with Nyx when we first met, it just takes time. And it's going to take actions. It's I can promise everybody in the universe I'm not going to betray them, but 
they have to show they have to see and i can't even tell them that that's why this conversation might be good for the both of us that the ultimate goal is to unseat her to give the rest of the drow down there a chance those ones in the evermores wherever the hell that's located in what direction from here they don't all want to be there most of them are there against their will their houses told them to go and they're being followed with demons i'm sure there are numerous driders and demons from the deepest darkest depths of the demon web pits that you hadn't even explored they make umducious look like a little cute puppy they're being sent to war and the, th the threat is death if they try to run away, the demons or the priestesses chase them and make examples out of them. Most of the time transforming them into horrendous monstrosities that will mindlessly fight now. So we may not be able to rescue all of them. I don't expect to. But we will be able to set free a good amount of them. As soon as Loth is gone, the demons won't have anyone to take orders from, and they'll probably leave. They'll have to be hunted down, but that's kind of tertiary to what we're doing. We're cutting the head off the spider here. Thank you, my lord. I, I trust in our eventual victory. Honestly, because of our stroke of luck achieving the second orb I am beginning to think we might actually pull this off as well so understand where they're coming from a little bit Tr try to ease their paranoia wherever you can that I'm with them all the way and even that little one there too I know he doesn't trust me from a hole in the wall, but, you know, he is showing his worth. And if he ever decides to worship me, I can... Him and I can achieve some very fantastic things. That's yet again in the future. But Thank you, my lord. That was all I had to report. And thank you for keeping me abreast with everything going on. So I guess stay warm. Try not to get eaten by anything up there. We'll try. Excellent. Well, get some rest. Thank you. And then I'll, you know, sever the connection and, you know, sleep normally. Sure. Um, and with that, we are a little bit late for it, but I think now would be a good time for us to take our break. And... Bitch. And we are back. Um, so the, the frigid night, uh, held back by the giant sustained bonfire... Um, you all uh, wake up and see that uh, Flowers of Bloom is still just sitting there 
kind of in a similar like cross-legged position that that Nyx is in. Um, is she breathing? She is breathing. Okay. <laughs> well, this is awkward. We decide to stay the night, and then an elderly woman dies. Like, we better get the fuck out of here before Longfang wakes up. Wasn't me. <laughs> um. You actually, you all don't see Long Fang inside, or I'm sorry, Long Claw. I have a Long Claw and a Long Fang. No, wait, no, it's Long Claw. My bad. I made a typo in my notes later on. White Claw. There we go. Um, Long Claw is not there when you guys wake up, but very shortly after you guys begin to don all your stuff, um, you see him come in, and he has these really strange-looking blue glowing flowers that almost look like cattails. And you see Flowers Bloom look up at him and she just gives off like a slow nod and there... But she stands up and there's a table behind her and she takes them and, and puts them in and while you guys are... Um, he, he does offer you food so you get yet again you eat like this uh, really interesting cut of meat that he says comes from something called a mammoth. Uh, that they hunt occasionally up there, or occasionally fall into the pit of Winterfang and die there, so they take those. Um, anybody interested would see that Flowers Bloom is taking those flowers and using a mortar and pestle and just grinding them down. And then she takes that and then puts it into um, two very large, uh, sorry, four very large vials. Like, these are, like, double the size of, like, your average, like, healing potion. Um, and you see her swirl it around and then put corks on them. And then she just walks over to each of you and very gingerly offers them to you. No, I don't turn down a free potion. I will courteously accept it. And kind of ask of her, but kind of more directed at long appendage. Long claw. Yeah. Uh, may I ask what is in this? She calls it Winterfang's blessing. It's a flower located, uh, usually over near the crater. It is a strange phenomenon up here that certain flowers will bloom considering the harsh temperatures. Uh, they can be refined and uh, aided into vials such as these that will help you across the tundra. And she she actually speaks up for the first time and addresses you all. There are two doses in these. This will help you for the two days travel. Drink it in the morning. It should give you a third of the day the cold will not affect you nearly as much. And Meta, uh, drinking half of it will give you eight hours of Endure Elements. Nifty. Then, after you guys pocket those, uh, Longclaw offers to bring you guys to the first of the uh, nearby branches of the log path. Gladly accept a little bit of guidance. Excellent. 
and he he goes over and gives a, a kiss on the cheek to Flowers Bloom. And then in response, she like whacks him really hard with the silver staff on his arm. And he chuckles. And uh, you all uh, go outside of this hut for the first time. And anyone who's looked outside while they're waiting can clearly see it is a, a bright blue sky day. Um, but it is colder than cold. And he looks over. He goes, oh, yeah, no, you should probably drink those before you take off. Just a recommendation. All right, I'll drink half of mine. Just show I. Roll a constitution saving throw. Sorry, <laughs> right, was it long claw or long fang? Long claw. So I'll turn to long claw and just be like, would it not be more prudent to drink this before nighttime? When it's even colder? Flowers Bloom always would make this before the start of our journey or in the morning. Usually that's personally when she says our bodies need it the most. When we wake up from the chill and need to get going. But yes, you are more than welcome to imbibe that however you see fit. I don't want to slow down the party if this theory doesn't work out. So I'll take half of mine as well. Okay. And what are you doing, Cax? Well, when in Rome, I too will drink mine. Where the where the hell's Rome? The fuck is Rome? The fuck? When in Rome, sack it with your barbarian bros. There we go. So he he brings you kind of close to the crater. Um and he he like gestures over to the edge and he he kind of like sneaks over a bit where you can kind of see inside. Um and he like nods appreciatively and 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 walks back to you guys. And he points back. So it's sleeping in there. It's so adorable. But it. Oh, Winterfang is back. I'm gonna crack my knuckles. Let's finish what we started. He like looks at you, not sure if you're kidding or not. Anyway, the log path is this way. Uh, so after after about an hour or so of like trekking through this like unmarked swath of land, where it's really hard to kind of get your bearings very, very far ahead of you. You see something like brown just sticking up like a totem. And as you get closer, uh, Longclaw points out that that is um, the one of the one of the logs of the log path. And he points and there's a blue side to it and a green side to it. And he points. So he goes, you want to follow the green side that will bring you to the north. If you follow the blue that will lead you southeast. Understood. Thank you. My pleasure. Well, I'm sure you will all be okay. You clearly have proven yourselves stronger than the elements out here. And if I were you, if you are going to Karakonig, look for a place called the Salted Trout. I was there a few years ago, and 
the company was good. I think you'll be well recepted there. Thanks for the tip. Well, I've got to go back and uh, take care of the old lady. Appreciate your help, and we should be on our way as well. Excellent. And he he waves one more time, and then just starts trekking uh, backwards. When Not he's before. a good two, three hundred feet away, I'm gonna slap Thrum on the shoulder. Hey, take out that compass. Figure out which way we'd have to go. I'll take out the compass and I'll look at it. But I'm pretty sure the compass leads me back to the cave, correct? Yes, the compass is pointing to the south currently. Where was that thing meant to point you? Uh, it's to the cave from either side. Uh, can I sense at this point at all? Can I sense the orb? Um, roll an arcana check. Yeah, roll an arcana check. 23. 23 total. Yeah. You kind of reach out to receive any sort of like pulse or anything that you would kind of like get a hint about and nothing besides the magical items upon you are, are pinging back to you, however. All right. Well, I guess we follow the log path to Karamoran. I'm not going to lie. I thought those people were going to eat us. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about that, Baron. Oh, so now you're a believer in me. So now you're a believer in me. I'll believe in you when you reach four feet. <laughs> Joke's on you. I can already reach four feet. I just have to stand on my tiptoes. Uh, key. Bow to mighty Baron. Whatever. And I want to walk <laughs> over Cax. Like, have you seen Alan Iverson do the thing where he stepped over the guy <laughs> on the ground? Yeah. Like that, that's what I'm going to do to Cax. <laughs> um so you you guys uh follow his advice and you are you motherfucker um love you matt i love you too uh so you guys uh follow the green side it looks like yeah like it's aimed in both directions to give a really good indication just like a, a trail path in a forest and you guys begin your travel. For the first half of your day, you, you guys are kind of sensitive to the fact that every quarter of a mile, you're finding another one of these logs. And that's kind of confirming the direction you're going in. And judging by where the sun is, um, it actually doesn't... It, it's a little bit disorienting, as it actually doesn't seem to get to like the center of the sky from where you guys currently are. Um, so you're having a harder time figuring out what type of, what time of day it is. Um, however, you guys, um, either stop for lunch or kind of snack on the way. And the, the temperature isn't horrible. It, it warmed up versus how it was when you first left the hut, or maybe that was your body's acclimating, or maybe it's the remnants of the, um, the, she called it the winter fangs blessing happening to you um 
I would like everybody to roll a survival check going into the afternoon. You all say you're within 10 feet of me, you'll get a plus five. Oh, wait, no, that's a saving throw. Never mind. <laughs> uh, 13. Seven. 368. Wait, Ooh. that's pronounced seven. <laughs> <laughs> 19. 19. Uh, Cax and Thrym trudging through the snow. The only the only indication you're on the right path is by following this log path. And a lot of times you guys are kind of finding yourselves in like really bad snow drifts. And of course, Thrym, with your big frame, you're sinking right to the bottom of it and having to trudge through. And Cax, on the other hand, you're you're having a hard time scrambling up some of the snow drifts and on the lighter side. So you're having to climb a lot more than the rest of the party is kind of barreling through it. Um, so you two suffer one point of exhaustion currently as you're traveling through the tundra. Nix and I are just walking fine and we're seeing those two just fucking struggle. Ugh! Wake the fuck up! I, I would also, while we're going along throughout the day, I want to see if I can find any more of those like glowing plants. Sure, yeah, roll me a nature, um, so that will be with disadvantage because of your exhaustion. Yeah. Uh, come on. Make that my low roll. Nope. So my first roll was a natural 19. Ooh. My second roll was a natural 2. Oh, fuck. That brings me up to a 4. Ooh, baby. So you, you look around, but you're seeing just nothing. Uh, occasionally, you, you'll you find an area that the snowdrifts have, like, cleared away all of the snow, and you're left with, like, just flat dirt. And you're looking for any sort of vegetation that might be interesting or useful, and unfortunately, all the spots you're finding are all just blank spaces of, like, frozen dirt, like permafrost. Okay. Uh, seeing Cax struggling, I'm going to turn to him and be like, Cax, you want to ride? And end up with a face full of snow when you sink? No thank you. Fair enough. Just figured I'd ask. Sorry, I'm very cold and aggravated from having to climb all these snow hills. <laughs> right, so the rest of your day is... uh. Good. Um, so on your first night, uh, you you guys, I'll have um, whoever would like to roll a survival check to try to find a, a good spot to make camp. I'll do it. I'll no. help him look. And I will stop them both and say you both look exhausted. Let me deal with this. And I'll still help. <laughs> the count as help if he's exhausted? Hey, I was just Yeah, that's a good point. Now you get disadvantage too, because Grim's <laughs> helping. Personally as a DM, I have a way to work through that. Uh alright, so what I'm reading here, uh outside of combat you can sit back, provide the help action. See what the help action does. 
Ah, so it it is essentially to assess a creature can use their action to give an ally an advantage on an ability check still. But what do you what do you got, Robin? Uh, no, my idea is that because he is at disadvantage for his checks, his ability to help me would be diminished. So I would have the player roll their check and add a d4 just to boost it a little uh-huh. bit, but not give them necessarily twice the chance. Okay, uh, yeah, I like that. So have them roll at disadvantage and then add a plus four? Well, no, whoever's being... Oh, 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 I see, single I see, roll, okay. Add a d4, maybe that's enough to get them above the DC. Okay. Maybe it's not. Sure. No, that, that, that's actually a really good idea. I like that. All right, so I'll, I'll, I'll do that then. I'll roll a d20 and a d4 for a survival check. Let me write that down. That's cool. <laughs> it adds a little boost, but doesn't guarantee a better shot. You're still stuck with what you got. So I got a 14. Okay. And that's with the uh, d4? Yeah. 11 cool. on the d20, 3 on the 4, and I have a plus 1 to survive. Nice. Okay, cool. So after after a little while, and you, you can kind of see Thrym like... At this point, the wind is whipping and a lot of the snow are causing just like plumes of it to kind of get in his face. And after a while, uh, you both come across a, a rather large area that seems to have rocks that are exposed. And as you're looking around them, you realize that the wind is kind of whipping to the what you believe is the west. And you guys, if you chilled at the rocks, the wind is having to like hit the rocks and avoid that area. So the current area you're in... Uh, doesn't have nearly as much of like a, like a whipping wind around it, so you believe that this will be a pretty good spot to to chill for the night. Chill. Campaign's over. Dad jokes. <laughs> we gotta laugh like a One Piece villain. <laughs> All right, so you guys are are doing that. Um, I'm assuming you guys are doing. Uh, shifts for the night. Yeah. And I'm assuming with your with your cantrips, Nyx, that's how you're using it to light a fire. Yeah. Magically. Yeah, as long as we've got uh as long as we've got burnable material, I can press to digitate the fire to start. Ooh, do we have burnable material? I'll roll another survival check to find twigs. In the tundra? All right, everyone look at their inventory. Does anybody have any sort of burnable material? Technically, I have a tinderbox, but I'm fairly certain that's just a small box with hay in it. Yeah. yeah I, I do, you. actually. What do you got? Uh, whisper. <laughs> Great idea! <laughs> I'd like to burn my uh, I have I have an interesting thing we could use. Okay. Oh, I have no. the body of a drow. Smell like shit and might not. Uh, it's kind of wet. <laughs> I could use vampiric touch, turn it into a raisin, pull all the water out of it, oh and then it's God. just dry biological material. Then we just need a really hot fire to actually burn it. Impress to digitate with you. What? I also have press the digitation. We can yeah, press but... the digitate together on the same spot. Yeah, that sounds it, it, all so it, dirty. I'll press to digitate with you. Basically, the cantrip's ability to start fires is just to create a spark. It mm-hmm. starts a fire. It's not like control flame or 
that. I mean, I got a handful of scrolls. You know, fuck the magic in them. I could just burn those. <laughs> Fireball them? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I get I, in. We're in literally this... going to freeze to death. Because you guys are going to think to bring fucking wood. <laughs> I would I would say it, it's it's super dark out. If you guys want to, uh, ro- I'll roll uh, either survival checks or nature checks with disadvantage to fan Why? out and attempt to find something. Why disadvantage? We all have dark vision. Yes, but the the wind but, as but 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 I got a fourteen. Okay. I got a four. Oh, same. Oh, you're disadvantaged. But I did find that if we wanted to use the drow's body, I have cultist robes and a lantern with oil. <laughs> and a we cool stick that looks like a body. gun. It could be and like pew pew. And cax. <laughs> I got an eight. Okay. Uh, Key, in in your travels, you do end up, you actually go back to where the the log path is and kind of fucking around with that, with with kind of seeing your allies just pretty far back, you do find what seems to be like six or seven like decent-sized sticks to at least start a fire and at least do something for the night. Return and say, if we got other stuff to burn, you know, we can start it with ease. No. I have something. But it's really going to be a DM ruling. Okay. I still have the writ of trade from the fire plane. And you originally described that as being warm to the touch. Indeed. That was a rock. (laughs) Is it still warm to the touch? It is. Yeah, you reach in your backpack and you feel it, and it's like it's warm to like in the winter when you have those packs in your gloves, those ones that you can like activate. You you, you would get the equivalent warmth like that out of it. Cool. Like, so mm-hmm. I'll I'll have that out and I'll be passing that around to warm our fingers. Okay. <laughs> stave off frostbite with something from another plane of existence. Uh, I guess I'll. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I'll pull out the corpse of the drow and strip all the clothing off its body, along okay. with the cultist robes, so we do have something to burn. Sure. And then I will also take out the. Uh, what is it? The, like light post with that glowing orb on top of it. Uh huh. And I'll break that off near the near the top. <laughs> Okay. And uh, so we have that. And I'll also pull out the Druid's Focus staff that I found and break that off near the top. (laughs) You guys are literally scraping the bottom of the barrel for this. I got got one more thing, but I don't know if it's going to work. Okay. I have the Fox Gifted Stick. Which I would like to try to use to try to create some wood because you said it, it's, it, it is an analog for druid craft. Maybe I can use it a couple times and try to create some vegetation that we could burn. 
Let's see here. I don't know how much vegetation Druidcraft can create, but like, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Yeah. Fly, you instantly make a flower blossom, a seed pod, or a leaf bud bloom. And I did. Give me, give me a moment because this is actually a. Mechanic. You allowed me to create a five square foot patch of thick grass. I'm thinking if I can make one cubic foot of twigs <laughs> out of each use, maybe, or like a single log. I don't fucking know. <laughs> like a, was... a bundle of vines, you know. I missed. Nice. I know I still have to roll for it, but that was. You got that stick. Was that after the crypt or before the crypt? After the crypt. That was during my downtime. Thank you. Oh, yeah, it's literally... I labeled it downtime, but it just showed up as D-O-W on my thing. Let's see. Because I did have some other funky stuff with that, too. And of course, it says see other document. Yep, because I put that under a different file. Downtime session 34. Yeah, so I have that. It it has a chance uh, based off of a, uh, a D10 that I roll that it does different things besides uh, the Druidcraft stuff, but it's made to be... Um, at, th at that point, it was random, but you've gotten to the point where you've gotten proficient to be able to do just Druidcraft with it like accurately, which is why you were able to create like the uh, circular patch of grass. No, that was that was chance. That was my first oh, time that was, using oh, it. Oh, that was your first time using that? Yeah. Oh. This, I've only used this thing twice in my time having it. The first time was oh, when fuck. I got it, I created the grass. The second time I've used it, I failed. And nothing oh, that's happened. right, because we needed a arcana so, check. I'm fairly certain I have no proficiency with this. You're, yeah, in that case, it would be random what what happens with that based off of my d10 roll i'll give it a shot all right yeah roll uh, a I'll, uh pointed at one of the rocks near us sure and uh so roll me an arcana check that's a dirty 20. that's pretty good what happens to the rock does it get flowery the rock uh does not get flowery however as you aim at it and you're not entirely sure you feel like an energy release from it, but you're not entirely sure what it does. And then suddenly, with a little bit of a delay, you all hear a sharp crack as like the rock kind of splits open a little bit. And from it, like these like very long like vines begin to pour out. Um, and they're like very like green and luscious and something that shouldn't be happening up here. And you do notice that you do get a good chunk of vines before it stops growing out of that. Like, you've got a couple handfuls of vines that had just boop, sprung up from the rock. Okay. So you got some more fuel. So at this okay. point, depending on what you guys add, I will say every time you guys are adding something to this, I'm going to be adding modifiers to a roll that I'm going to do to see if it'll last the night. Okay. How close is the nearest log that they drove into the ground? Um, it is probably about 50 feet away from where you guys decided to set up camp. 
because he could see you guys from uh, over where he searched for a couple sticks. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna grab Key and be like, Key, come help me. I'll head outside and I'll look it up and say, Yeah, what do you need? We're gonna go rip that log out of the ground. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. Well, I don't see that we have much other choice. Every instinct telling is telling me no, but the other half of them are telling me, hmm, I mean, what do you need there? <laughs> I'm not ripping the log out. I don't know. That, that, that just seems like a bad idea. It's already hard to navigate this place. Okay, I'll go try and do it myself. Okay. Rem, before you do, make sure you mark the direction it points. Gotcha. We kind of need to know which way to go, and that's our that's literally our direction post. Fuck. So it'll go back to the It'll go back to the fire. Alright. Alright. I'm gonna try the Druidcraft stick two more times, because that's what I got in it. Sure. Alright. Here so, are you aiming it at the rock again? Uh, no, I'm gonna aim it at the ground. At the ground? Alright, so on this one, um, Do you, I have you to roll Arcana. Uh, roll Arcana, please. Failure. I rolled an eight. <laughs> so I will do it one more time at the same spot on the ground. Sure. 17. 17. And the roll. Uh, does something fairly similar. You get another burst of vines that uh, this time a little bit more sluggishly erupt from the ground in like like eight different directions spread out across the ground. And it's not enough to cause like difficult terrain uh, versus this is like spontaneous growth that just kind of happened here. So yet again, you get another uh, grouping of thick vegetated vines. Cool. So I'm gonna use my dagger, cut that shit up, gather it up, and set it next to the fire to try to get it to dry before we use it as fuel. Sure. Alright, and, and have anybody else have anything to add to this, or are we gonna... I cast Flame Strike on the entire area. <laughs> Mm, do, do, you do you now? Do you tell everyone to move first? No. <laughs> We're cold. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm keeping you. I'm keeping you nice and toasty. Guys, it's just a giant column of godly fire. Whatever. God, you know. Besides, we're gonna sleep. Everyone knows sleep heals wounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So at this point, I guess we'll assign uh, watches. I'll go first. Next will be down for four and then watch the rest of the night. Cool. So Thrym, as everyone uh, is starting to conk out, um, you're now tending the fire with a whole grouping of... The vines look like they, they're starting to shrivel just a little bit from reacting to the cold, but whenever you take them and put them on the fire, as it kind of dies down, you're noticing it flares right up. Um, you're not noticing any difference in the strength of it versus if you took a stick and put that in. 
Um, so you do that. I'll have you roll perception with disadvantage. Yep. Hey. My lowest roll was a 13 that time. Hey. So 17. Uh, no. 18. 18. So you're not sure if, you know, your exhaustion is playing tricks on you or whatever, but out in the distance, you you could swear that you hear occasionally with the gusts of wind pummeling this area and just a little bit less here, but you swear you hear in the very, in so far away, you hear like howling of like a pack, like a wolf or a pack animal kind of calling out very, very far away, however. Okay. Um, and besides that, everything goes really smooth for your watch. Nothing is skulking around as far as you can tell, and you're just doing your best to, to keep the fire at a, uh, a decent level to keep your friends warm. All right. So you go kick Nick's in the belly? No, I'll gently wake him up. <laughs> By shaking him as hard as I can so he gets... Shaking baby syndrome. <laughs> Jesus. He cast flame strike. Alright, your turn. So you uh pay attention to the fire and you you realize that there is still a decent amount of, of uh tinder, if you will, left over to uh keep it going. Um you do realize that the wind kind of picks up and the starry sky kind of gives way to like darker or clouds that kind of blot them out. However, you still can see like a crescent moon kind of shining through the clouds. Um, and I will have you roll a perception check. You have um, something I would like to do during my watch. Oh, yes. My perception check. Active perception would be a 16. Okay. And during my perception, yeah. um, what is the terrain that everybody's kind of laying on? Um, they, you you discovered that this area that you decided to bunk up in, because of the rocks kind of providing a lot of cover, that a lot that a lot of the area around you is now uncovered like permafrost soil. Um, so it's a nice hard solid ground that you guys have put your bedrolls on to kind of create a buffer from the ground. Um, but it's a relatively flat, circular area you guys have uh, snuffed out, or sniffed out. Okay. During my watch, before you get into whatever I see, um, I'm going to be making my rounds to each person. Press the digitation has an interesting effect. I can warm up one cubic foot of non-living material for one hour. I would like to go to each of my compatriots and warm up a small section of earth just beneath each of their chests and just do this in a cycle every sure. hour going around warming up the earth that they are laying on so that they're and like I could you can frame it like I'm only doing one cubic foot or because it's only six seconds to cast and it's not concentration mm -hmm. I can literally spend my watch warming the earth beneath them so that they're not sleeping on cold dirt okay no i think that's i think it's very reasonable considering where you're at um so like tend the fire go to each of them warm up the dirt underneath them 
kind of keep everybody warm. Mm -hmm. Probably cradling the writ of trade to keep my fingers warm as I do this. Okay. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome. <laughs> so you you do that, and you feel like you 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 had your four hours rest, and you're ready to go. However, the sun still hasn't risen yet when you would have expected it to. It, it's a little lighter um, to the east. However, like you would expect the sun have already come up maybe an hour ago. Um, but it seems to be very sluggish. Um, but right around that time, you kind of realize that and it starts getting a little brighter. Um, your uh, rest is complete. You didn't really see anything. Um, you didn't hear anything. You, you mainly spent that time focusing on your allies. Um, so in a very grim, like, dimly lit morning with an overcast sky, uh, you all wake up. Um, and because of your efforts and the tinder and all of the effort you put into, um, Cax and Thrym, you guys no longer have your point of exhaustion. Yay! All I had to do was exist on the team, and I didn't die. <laughs> Sometimes that's all it takes. The best case scenario for anybody. Just have to be there, man. <laughs> just oh, be dude, there you, for your friends. You just had to be there. Like, it was wild. You had to be there. All right, so day two. Um, you guys... Um, without having removed the log path post, uh, continue to follow the green. Um, so for the first third of the day, you guys, are you guys, uh, sipping on your deliciousness or are you it's, holding out on those? It's one vial that's like half filled. Uh, no, it's a large vial that has two doses in it. And we drank one dose yesterday. You guys drank one dose in the morning. You guys, despite what um, your barbarian ally had told you, you guys feel good, mostly because you had a good night's rest. Uh, if you guys hadn't done that, you probably would be feeling a lot worse, a lot more chilled. But through the efforts of Nyx and the fire and all that stuff, uh, you guys are are doing very well this morning-wise. The The temperature isn't great you guys aren't freezing to death at this point um and as you're traveling you're realizing that the sun is slowly starting to come out from an overcast sky and over the course of like another hour and a half you guys are, are warming up a little bit and the gusts aren't nearly as bad today as they were overnight in the previous day okay i'll hold off for now but okay while i'm walking i do want to see if i can find any type of wood i could burn Sure. Yeah, I was gonna say as we go, yeah. I'd like to keep. Yeah, if you if you guys all want to roll survival checks, you are more than welcome to do that. I I will drink mine. I'm, um, I'm gonna drink I'm gonna my dose. Hang off on mine. Nineteen. Eleven. Okay. Eleven. <clears throat> I got a natural twenty or a twenty-five, depending on which you would rather use. Mm, twenty-five. I'll take the twenty-five. So with those rolls, tripping on wood. <laughs> <laughs> Found one. Poof. Found one. Poof. But it's not Thrym's wood like it normally would be. 
All right. So I'd say you guys did that on the first half of your day. Um, and with those, uh, you guys ha have, by your estimate, as long as the weather doesn't get fucking awful later on, um, about three quarters of the night worth of wood. Okay. I'm going to have next like, press the digitation them to get them dry. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And then shove them in the bag of holding. Perfect. Absolutely. Great thinking. All right. So as well, I would like someone to roll. Oh, I'll do it. A d20. I rolled off the table. Yeah. I rolled oh. off the table again. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, I want you to roll me a d6 now. Damn it. <laughs> you find Five. a mysterious hut surrounded Five. by elves. <laughs> I walk in before anyone else you, can. You find a giant pit with Winter Fang taking a nap in it. Fuck. Um, so... Your moods are, are, are good. Like, you guys have found a shit ton of wood. You guys are feeling confident with your travel. You guys are following the log path very easily. The weather hasn't gotten any worse. Um, hooray. hooray. I'm waiting for the fuckening. Uh, for when the, does the fuckening happen? The fucking happens as Ethan is... Or, I'm sorry, Ethan. Key is scouting. And you begin to see some movement to to what you would assume to be the, the northwest um, away from the log path. The log path seems to be curving off to the right a little bit towards the northeast, you would assume. Um, however, in the in the flat tundra, you begin to see like an up-down movement. Up-down. Up-down. And then you see two, like up-down. Is it a sports game where people are doing the wave? Yeah, absolutely. That's my favorite thing to do at a sports at a sports event, besides eat hot dogs. Might I roll perception to figure out what the hell it is with my eagle eyes? Uh, Key, do you let the party know you see this, or are you just watching yes, it? Yes, I, I will let them know, and I will roll perception right. as well. So you... Yeah, so you point it out, so anybody who wants to take a look can roll perception. Okay, this this roll was much better than my two. Um, was it a three? No. It's a, it, 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 <laughs> much it's a, better. It's a twenty-two. Hey. Is it a twenty-eight though? With my eagle eyes. Well, right, the thing is, I said it was a twenty-two, so it is not a twenty-eight. <laughs> twenty-three. Oh, I got a twenty-three. Damn it! What did Nick? You roll? better have sucked on your roll. Nick hasn't hasn't rolled. Oh. Nix isn't looking. He's like, eh, I've got people that <laughs> no, look for me. But I'm last place by default. No. Fine, fine. Watch as he beats you too. <laughs> hey, Key. Hmm? I got a natural five. Ooh. Put me um, at a ten. I'm not last place. I am not last place. Like I said, like it's, I said it's, it's, it's the small thing. Attention. So you all kind of see Key, like, like almost do like one of these in the distance. So uh, you two, uh, Thrym and Cax, look over and, and do the same. And you see two, like, it's almost like something vertical is like going up in the air and then going back down. And then the more you watch them, the, the vertical sticks are getting a little thicker. 
And after a little while, you begin to see a little bit of detail. And as you're watching, it seems to be some sort of long... I, I guess at this point and how far it is away, something is lunging out of the snow and crashing back in and lunging up out and crashing. And it seems to be getting larger and headed directly towards you. That's bad. L luckily, I rolled a two, not a 20. Otherwise, there'd be 20 of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was totally based off of that. Yep, definitely. <laughs> uh. 700 demons. The Alaskan Bulwark. <laughs> I'll right, look at them and say, you guys see that, right? Yep. Uh, do we book it or do we uh, kick its ass? Well, I, I mean, do it's... have some ink. It is coming right for us. So I think even if we booked it, it would probably catch us. Because this kind of seems like its natural habitat. And I mean, as you're as you're looking, like they're getting bigger and bigger. And judging by their direction, you are now seeing they they look like some sort of like they doesn't have any limbs. It's some sort of massive worm that is like coming directly towards you, not airing at all off to the side. It's How? just at this point, you would assume based off of the very clear distance you have, they're about a little over a mile away. You'd be able to kind of estimate based off of that. And they're they're getting very large even where they're at. My vote, keep moving quickly. We'll try yep. to put some distance between us and them. Who knows? Maybe they don't even see us yet. They probably have. But we should at least try to put as much distance between us and them as we can. Sounds like a plan. So they're coming down from the northwest at you. Actually, for you guys, it would be this way. Um, and the log path is going to the northeast, however. So keep that in mind if you decide to go off of the log path. They're a mile away. You would, Yeah, you would estimate at this point they're a little over a mile away, getting closer to, like, the mile mark. And they're getting bigger by the second. As we travel, can I keep an eye out for any more rocky outcroppings? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, roll perception. No disadvantage because it's not a horrible uh, day. 22. 22. You in this area don't see any outcroppings of rock. However, there are a decent amount of like snow drifts that are maybe like four feet high occasionally, kind of dotting the landscape. But we've kind of identified these things as worm-like, yes, serpentine in nature, and mm -hmm. they're 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 bounding up and down into the snow. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna make a few assumptions and say that a four-foot-high snowdrift isn't gonna protect us. Oh, the guy did say our best bet might be hiding in the snow. I don't know if Nix would know this, but Robin's senses are that these guys don't hunt by sight. Yeah. I say we just get as far away as we can. Yep. Yeah. We run, and if we gotta fight, we gotta fight. Alright, let's see if we can't load Stone Marauder this bitch. <laughs> so in what in what direction are you guys uh, booking it? 
northeast. We follow the log. Yeah, I would say we try to stay on the path for as long as we can. Sure. Yeah. Rather be fighting against big worms than lost in the tundra. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, you guys... Sure. So in a, in a... Are you guys walking or like running? I would say a brisk or jogging. Pace. <laughs> brisk pace? Yeah. Okay. I would say power walking, but I, I'm not risking exhaustion in this environment. Sure. You, as you guys begin to do that, of course, keeping an eye out... Um, the angle at which they are hopping out of the snow in massive arcs uh, isn't changing from your angle at all. Uh, at this point, you can confirm that uh, they are sensing you and, like, coming for you. Um, they are breaching the mile mark now. Um, and based on your observations and how now you're realizing that when they hit the snow, this giant plume of stone is being shoved out. And then when they come back up, another giant gush and, and shower of snow happens. These things are massive. Like from top to bottom of the front of the body must be at least 20 feet high. And there are two of them. So just based off of all that information, um, you guys continue to do your brisk pace. Um, I, I'd say we should probably run. Yeah, that might not be a bad idea. All the times for me to give up that spell. No, I already did. At our last level up, I gave up a spell that would have been very important right now. I know what spell you're thinking. Yeah, it would have been extraordinarily helpful, and yet I got rid of it. Which one? polymorph yep i kept getting denied usage of that spell so at our last level up i swapped it i totally because i didn't look at your character sheets when i did the dragon fight i totally anticipated that happening yeah and then i was like okay it's got a couple legendary resistances per day but i'm like i feel like i feel like robin and i have listened to we've all listened to enough critical role to realize that there's only so many immunities it has before it's fucking exposed yeah yeah, but no, Robin kept getting denied, so he decided to swap it out. <laughs> I, I love Nyx. I do. I'm not out here to kill you, but I'm also not not here to kill you. Yeah. Oh. oh, shit. It's... Nope. How big is Key's our... shield? It's a standard kite shield. How big? What's its size? Uh, it's it's a kite. Like, turn around. Look at the shield on your wall. It's a little bigger than that. You're useless to me. That's <laughs> <laughs> only a two-foot shield. S sorry, I don't know, you know more about medieval armaments, but it's it's a kite shield. It's it is a big kite shield in the shape of a mask of Vayron. Uh, is this Robin thinking or is this Nick's thinking? This is Robin <laughs> thinking. I'm trying to think um, logic here. The terrain we've been walking has been primarily snow. Yes. Yes. There, there have been the occasional patches of like random snowdrifts exposing the permafrost underneath. 
um, but not not nearly as much as it was uh, closer to the south that you used to be in. Now that you're in like the tundra proper, it's just mostly just snowdrifts and clear horizon as far as the eye can see. Brim, do you have any large platforms in the bag of holding? No. I do have a body we could leave and see if it would take that. <laughs> he just really wants to use that body for something. <laughs> well, it's just a dead body in my pack. Yeah, you gotta fight. You gotta do something with it. <laughs> just taking up space. We could try leaving the dead body in the mantis egg and moving on and see if it takes those and we can get away. Ranged spell works. Ranged spells work. If I cast a spell at full distance and then move away from it, do I maintain concentration on it? Out of the range of it? Yeah. That's a great question. Moving out of range of a concentration spell. Yeah, the only thing that's in the player handbook that this is saying is normal activity such as moving or attacking don't interfere with concentration. The following factors can break it. Casting other spell that requires concentration, taking damage, or being incapacitated or killed. Okay. Environmental factors like pounding waves, being tossed around in a ship in a storm can all, but it doesn't say anything, and people on here are saying that... Um, the only one that would really make sense is if, like, if it was out of the, like, if you were out of the plane you cast it in. So yeah. as long as you were maintaining concentration, I, I, if everyone agrees, I think it would just, it would stay where you wanted it until you took away concentration. Yeah, it only lasts for a minute, though. If I had anything that could act like a pull-behind sled. I have a way out of this. I'm going to pat my pockets and go, Ah! Oh, I left my sled in my other pants. <laughs> I'm just glad you remembered to wear pants today. Probably the best day to figure that out. I hope he wore his brown pants. Well, uh... We could attach me and Key's shields together with a rope to where we hold them. And those two together would make a good six feet. Also very dependent on Thrym's strength. And I only choose Thrym because he's the heaviest. Okay, at this point, you guys would estimate that they're probably uh, half a mile away. Oh. The clock has been ticking, well, I think. Cool. Uh, Absolutely! <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? It was just going to pause? But we no, sit no, here and... Hold on, no. I, went to the home, I went to the home screen. It should be going, yeah. it should be paused. But yeah, Nick's, Nick's may have been trying to think of a solution, but he hasn't been spending half of it trying to figure out how a DM would rule something. <laughs> All right, well, let's just... Well, that's why you have to just if, do if, it and see what happens. inescapable, we'll do the classic... Thrym and Nick, or Thrym and he in the front, and you guys can, you know, get back a good 20, 30 feet. We'll have our classic fighting formation. 
Just for good measure, Thrym's going to leave that the drow's dead body in the snow. Open it. <laughs> at least what it'll distract one of them. Okay. You guys just see as Thrym is running, he's like reaching in and like awkwardly trying to pull out this like stiff rigor mortis body from the thing. X, do you have any ideas or are you just going to sit there blankly staring? You want me to actually think? Yes. Oh, well, then we might as well kill ourselves now. The only thing I could think would be if it... This is going to be meta as fuck, but... Um, Our specialty. Yeah. If we were able to run away and cause larger vibrations elsewhere to make them think that there was a larger thing over there they could hunt. Like if we just kept casting shatter or something at an area as we ran away. I had an idea regarding that, but the range is not far enough. It's it's fairly far, but it's not going to give us any advantage if they catch up to us. Because uh, we have figured these guys are moving ridiculously fast. If they were a mile away, now they're half a mile away, and in-game it's only been like 45 fucking seconds... These guys are moving really fucking fast, so 150 foot range means nothing to them. Alright, I'm gonna unsheathe Swisher and stand in front of Cax and say, well, I guess we're not gonna outrun him, you know, even if we do anything. Swisher! So is everyone stopping? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stop and turn around. We're, we're not outrunning these guys. Because uh, they're still far? changing their angle as we move, right? Uh, yes, yeah, they've been following you, uh, specifically, yeah. especially when you when you guys picked up speed and started kind of just traveling the tundra. Like the angle at which you saw them going up and down didn't change at all. Like they had like angled and are following you based off of your movements. How far away have we gotten from that dead body? <laughs> um, at, at this point, with with your with your hustling speed, maybe just like. Uh, like 80 feet at this point. Okay. You were just like chucking it, and then you saw a key consider, and then stop with the swisher out. Alright. I'll crack my neck, pull out thunder in one hand, and I'll have that oval key in the other. Mm -hmm. And as soon as they get in range of the oval key, which I believe is 120 feet, I'm going to let one of them have it with one ray and the other one have it with two. Sure. I will drink. You know, what the hell does a berserk potion do? Basically uh, just gives you rage, right? Yeah, it gives you some shit. Let's read up on that. Because you said I had it and then I never asked what it does. And that's kind of on me. But You fucker. You fucker. You silly fucker. Fucker. That's what you sound like. Disadvantage on perception checks while enraged. You can move up to 10 feet extra and deal 1d4 damage to the appropriate type when making melee weapons attack. Wait, I, I can do what? So you move an extra 10 feet in combat, do an extra 1d4 of appropriate type damage, which I'm assuming is just if you do slashing damage, you do 1d4 extra slashing damage. Um, and you have disadvantage on perception. 10 feet on movement per turn 
an extra d4 of damage. Mm -hmm. Melee attacks. Melee. And disadvantage on perception checks. Alright. Alright, so you're readying to consider oh. drinking that potion? I'm, I'm readying to chuck it. I'm, I'm gonna drink it. Okay, then... so... I'm almost certain... So I grabbed this off of a... This item off of a wiki. I would assume, based off of this item, that it lasts as long as Berser uh, Rage lasts on a Barbarian. So one round of hitting something. Because if you don't hit, if you don't attempt to hit something or take yeah. damage in your turn, it fades. Yeah, it, I, so. I, re I ready the action to drink. Cool. When we enter combat. When okay, cool. You're readying that. Uh, That's the phrasing. Sure, Cax and Nix. I'm gonna ready Storm Sphere for when they are in range. Okay, and what? The range Wait. is 150 feet. Okay. So as soon as they're within 150 feet of us, I'm going to open up a storm over their heads. Yeah, let me write this down. Getting... This is going to get kooky. So... What's that ray called again on the item? Scorching ray. Scorching ray. Couldn't think of it. And you have Sphere of Storms. I'm just trying to do it based off of uh, what'll trigger in each thing. All right, so you're gonna trigger storm of fear of storms and Cax. I'm gonna wait for about two seconds and see how many times they pop up in two seconds. Sure. Uh, roll me a perception check to kind of gauge that. Right. So the 29. total 29 cool um you kind of watch and as they're getting closer and closer you realize these things are massive and the the way they're able to propel themselves up in the air and come back down in two seconds um it it roughly comes up in the air and then hits the ground as the two seconds elapses so they get about one leap before they hit the ground Okay, so they breach every two seconds or so. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, based on that, can I figure out about how long I have until they get to me or get to us in a line? Uh, yeah, where where they're at, they're getting very close to distance-wise with that perception roll that they're just out of like a quarter of a mile range now. Yeah. But they're they'll probably get here within the next like. 20 to 30 seconds. Okay, I'm going to wait. I'm going to count out six seconds in my head. So it might be eight. And then I'm going to make a bolt from where I'm at about 100 feet north. Okay. I'm just going to make a mad dash 100 feet north. Sure. Uh, and I'm not going to say anything to anyone. I'm just going to sprint 100 feet north. Sure. Um... What's the trigger when they get close enough that all that shit happens? Uh, no, I'm I'm counting out about ten seconds in my head. Ten seconds from from that point, and then just sprinting a hundred feet north. Sure. My my thought process as Cax is, they're gonna see me running, 
and try to pick me off. My thought process as a player is they're going to detect a hell of a lot of motion mm -hmm. going in one direction. So, like, that's an action that I'm taking now. Okay. Excellent. All right, everyone has their ready to action, so... um. In quick succession, here is how this plays out. You guys uh, essentially brace for combat. Everyone gets ready. Um, and they they roughly get now underneath a quarter of a mile now. And you see these things are like not as massive as the dragon, but these things are are their their speed is absolutely insane for what they're doing. So you anticipate if they like charge into you that it's gonna fucking rip some limbs off um however they they keep charging um just up and down and now all of a sudden Cax you realize that now that they're getting really close they're not jumping so high up in the air they're kind of doing a little less of an arc um and they begin to now speed up a little bit quicker uh, as they uh cross that distance from you uh does that change when you begin to run yeah i'm running okay. now sure um so you begin to run now and you all kind of look over still focusing on your task and you immediately see cax begin to bolt to the north and he does encounter a little bit of snow so he begins, begins to kick up a lot of snow um however the two be uh, still uh, are charging straight for the three that have kind of held right there um I'm just rolling some shit on the side to decide what happens to that. They both continue to charge the three party members. Uh, Nyx, your Sphere of Storms would be the first thing that gets triggered as they go within 150 feet. As soon as they're within it, they need to make strength saving throws. Okay. Um, I got a 17 and a 21. They both save, so they dodge the bludgeoning damage from this. Okay. Um, the area that they are in for the next 40 feet is difficult terrain. And against one of them, I'll use my bonus action to loose a lightning bolt on them. Sure. Um, and that's like 180 feet or something? Uh, no, it's from within, from 60 feet from the center of the Oh, storm. from the center of it, that's right. My I bad. I use a bonus action to release a lightning bolt from it, and I actually rolled a natural 20 on it. Shit. And that means it is now 8d6. Because it is 4d6 normally, but now it's 20, so fuck you. So you can choose which worm, because it doesn't actually matter. Um, okay. Uh, the one on the right will take that. So the one on the right will be taking 28 points of lightning damage. Nice. Uh, they are... Point are very close together. So as they both share that, you see like lightning arcing and you actually see some of the lightning like bleeding into the other. They're almost in sync at this point with uh, the, as as that storm sphere hits, they were up in the air. And as they're coming back down, you see like the electricity kind of arc between them a little bit, uh, kind of damaging. And you notice like almost like a purple mark uh, where the lightning bolt had gone in initially. Um, and then they disappear for a sec, come back out, and that's when Thrym's Scorching Ray becomes in range. 
Alright, so the one that got hit with the lightning bolt is going to take the two, and sure. the one that didn't is going to take the other. Okay. So for that one, the first one is a 16 to hit. Uh, that hits. The second one on that one is a 9 to hit. 9 to hit, unfortunately not. And the third one is a 19 to hit. That's good, yep. Alright, so... Minor side note while he does his math. Uh, it, a secondary effect of the sphere is any creature within 30 feet of the sphere, which basically translates to a 50-foot radius from its center, mm-hmm. has disadvantage on perception checks relying on hearing. Okay, cool. All right, so the first ray that hit does six damage to the first one, and then the second ray, which was to the second one. Ooh. Six and five, so eleven. Nice. Okay. And that's fire damage. F- okay, fire damage. Excellent. Um, so you see the the burn marks actually kind of spread out as they're coming out, and you realize that the the fire damage uh, worked incredibly well ag- against. You see, um, the 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 one that took a, a lot of that damage. Um, it kind of faltered a little bit, and they're actually like now like a little bit off kilter in their tunneling. Uh, they get about two more bounds out of the vicinity of the Sphere of Storms in a, a very swift amount of time, and just key as you're about ready to like brace and expect an impact right upon you, I am going to have everyone roll for now I'm just kidding I'm not rolling for initiative as everybody uh gets jettisoned up from underneath you and something large where the fuck is my thing I hate when things don't blend up something large and blue tunnels up from almost underneath all of you three and you all get knocked in different directions as some massive spiky blue like worm that doesn't look anything like like the 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 white and gray jawed worms that are coming towards you pops out of the ground and vaults ahead towards the worms and then as that happens another one kind of near Cax but uh Cax avoids getting thrown out um another one of these creatures come popping out and you notice a very like insectoid face to it with many many legs as it begins to almost bound into the ice worms and for a graphical interpretation of this because um horrible yeah cax isn't surprised he's just like oh hey look at that um yep i saw this coming (laughs) i knew this was gonna happen um, That's why I ran. These two oh, very God. large creatures. Gorgeous. At that point, um, all of you had touched that creature. Um, I need you to take uh, six points of fire damage as it burst out and its fins had like grazed you. Even through all of your insulation, you feel a massive heat come off of this body. And you hear a sizzle as, like, the snow all begins to melt around this giant creature. As it passes you, the other one, from an angle, comes crashing in on the other worm. 
and these giant creatures just begin to rip into the worms and bite into them. You see the one that had been near Caxa jumped into it. All of a sudden, its face is buried inside the side of the worm, actually kind of close to where uh, the impacts of the Scorching Ray had kind of, like, created a little bit of a hole. And immediately, the worms begin to, like, lash around violently as these huge monstrosities begin to try to devour these giant worms. What do you do? Leave. Well, yeah, as, as the Venture Brothers would say, Super Runaway! <laughs> <laughs> cool. Alright, so you guys uh, book the fuck out of there, I'm assuming, all of you? Duck getting any popcorn to watch the fight? Oh yeah, no. I'm piecing out. Oh yeah, um, no, I'm not dealing with. <laughs> I left the popcorn with the sled in my other pants. Fucking oh. hell, this is the worst. Um, so the the amount of vibrations and and like weird like vibratory screams coming from the worms and then the insectoid creatures that are taking a little bit of a beating as well as the worms are like taking their massive bodies and slamming it up against the creatures. However, as you guys are booking it the fuck out of there, you guys realize that those creatures bursting out from the ground are, are getting the upper hand and like ripping into the insides of these worms. And after you guys get about a good like three quarters of a mile away, the worms just stop moving. And these two creatures are like feasting upon like the purple guts that they're pulling out and just feasting upon uh, out in the frozen tundra, causing steam to almost, like, cloud them as these creatures are giving off an immense amount of heat. Um, they do not notice your presence, nor do they seem to give a fuck. And that brings you guys eventually away from them after uh, countless snowdrifts kind of obscure your vision from them and creating enough distance. And that brings you into your second night. Um, I will, I will let you know. We will end our session here, but before next session, you guys will have to decide whether or not you're resting through the night or you guys are going to keep trekking. But that is where we will leave tonight.